BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Seidel, and you're listening to Keeping It Strong Style. Yo, this is Rich Ladder from One Nation Radio. This is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We present to you the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Let's go. It's the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Covering New Japan, they ready to hold it down. Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh. Come and hit a job out in Barrio the Frogs. From the Tokyo Dome over to the G1. Social Suplex is the network where we can get it done. I'm a chill and let them have it. Cause this is just an intro. Keeping the strong style. Six stars from the get-go, boy. Yeah, from Tampa Bay to the Tokyo Dome. This is Keeping It Strong Style. With your hosts, Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Joshua Smith. And thank you for listening. Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Jeremy Donovan here with Ethan Black from PWMania.com, filling in for the young boy Josh Smith this week. On today's show, we'll review the first seven nights of the World Tag League and Super Junior Tag League Tour and cover all latest news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can support our show by subscribing and following the Social Suplex Podcast Network or keeping a strong style on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review. You'll also get all the podcasts over at socialsuplex.com. Check out our Pro Wrestling Tees store, prowrestlingtees.com slash socialsuplex. That's where you can get your official Keeping a Strong Style t-shirt. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation by visiting socialsuplex.com slash donate and clicking the donate button under the Keeping It Strong Style logo. This episode is brought to you by the NJPWEXT, the only browser extension for NJPWWorld.com. We have features like dark, dark mode, improved translations and layouts, custom and shared playlists, synchronized viewing parties, and much, much more. It takes NJPW World to the next level. You can visit NJPWEXT.us today for details. Ethan, how you doing, man? Good. How are you yourself, Derek, man? Doing pretty good, man. Thanks for uh, coming on to the show and uh, filling in for the young boy this week. Oh, no problem. Big, big fan of the show. I'm glad to be, be honored to be on the show. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, man. So, uh, you know, whenever we have uh, new guests, we always like to get our we have our new guest questions that we always ask. So, uh, first of all, man, tell listeners when you started watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I got into New Japan about 2009. I wasn't watching like every show. I was watching like the G1, all the tournament action, Wrestle Kingdom. It was about 
about 2011, I got fully in New Japan, watching like every show, every road tour, tournament action. Take a break from WWE. <laughs> <laughs> like, like most of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm still watching WWE, but I just need something else beside them in TNA. <laughs> uh, so with that, who is your uh, favorite New Japan wrestler? Will Ospreay. Nice. Thanks. Absolutely. Walking five-star banger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't go wrong with that. And then uh, what about your favorite New Japan match? Ooh. Oh, that's a tough one. If I got to go. I got to go with a fellow Canadian, Kenny Omega, and Kasushika Okada, Wrestle Kingdom 2017. Nice. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong with any of the Omega Okada matches. Um, no. No, you can't. Bangers. Every time, bangers. <laughs> well, uh, Ethan, you know you're you're coming on for um, you know very interesting episode here as we uh, cover the the World Tag League and the Super Junior Tag League, and uh, you know we were talking about you know before you recorded, you know it's the time of the year when a, a lot of people you know check out and are, and are counting on us for the review, and I know you do a lot of stuff for uh, PW Mania and um, what's the other site you write for? Um, Pro Wrestling Post. Yeah, Pro Wrestling Post. I know you've been keeping up with all the Tag League stuff, so. I'm, I'm glad to have you on here to, to help us, help the listeners, you know, get caught up what's going on with Tag League. It's my honor, brother. Let's get let's get started. Yeah. So we'll we'll start with the uh, the World Tag League. Um, and so we're not going to give you guys, you know, the the match by match, you know, hold by hold breakdown for all these matches. Like I said in the, in the intro, there were seven nights of tournament action. So uh, we're going to. Talk about each team, kind of their journey so far in the tournament. Let you know where they're at points wise, and then after we would go through all the tag league, world tag league, we'll jump to super junior tag league, and then look at the schedule for the uh, next upcoming week. So we'll start here with Aussie Open. Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher. They're on top of the world tag league block right now with six points. They are three and zero. On night two, uh, Aussie Open, they defeated the Bebop Tag Team, which is Tanahashi and Toriyano. On night five, they defeated Bishamon, that's Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, 15 minutes, 18 seconds. And then on night six, they defeated the Suzuki-gun team of Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki at 13 minutes and 34 seconds. Uh, Ethan, what have you thought of Aussie Open so far? I think they've been great. Uh they're one of my top picks. I hope to make to the finals. The beep up tag team match wasn't too bad, but I mean, I'm not a big fan of Toriano anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or Tanahashi got picked with the comedy geek of chaos. And then the Bishamon match was, ex- I'd say out of three so far, that's probably the, my favorite one. The one with Bishamon and Aussie open. Yeah. Yeah. The Bishamon match was definitely um, the best of this set here. Um, you know, that's the, the, kind of the, the top right now, the top domestic tag team in Japan facing off against Aussie Open. And um, I think we've seen since Aussie Open has come in that it's pretty much, you know, all about Aussie Open. They've been getting a big push since the they lost to FDR. They've won everything in Japan. So definitely a lot of focus here uh, on building up Aussie Open and also, you know, getting them ready. You know, they're the favorites. Like you mentioned, a lot of people are expecting them to win and to uh, face off against FTR at the Dome. Yeah, I can see. I can agree with everybody who thinks that they're going to be at least in the finals. I hope they do win. Spoiler, that's who I'm hoping to win. 
the Suzuki gun match was pretty good too. But I hope I should be honest with you, Archer should stay in New Japan. It says going in and out of AEW. Yeah, Lance Archer seems to um fit in just so well in, in New Japan. Um I don't I don't know what it is, but yeah, he just he stands out. It, it feels like home with uh, Archer in New Japan, especially in, in the World Tag League, you know, for years he was in it with um Davy Boy Smith, Killer Elite Squad, but yeah, the, the crowds love him, you know, when they when they are cheering crowds cuz we've had a mixed tour so far where some shows have been cheering, some have not been. Um, but yeah, the, the fans always ooh and awe when he's out there. He gets big reactions from the crowds. You know that they pop big for his choke slams and all his big moves and stuff like that. So yeah, he does feel um, so much more as a New Japan guy versus when he is an AW because they they use him so sparingly there. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm a big fan of Archer. Like he's, I found he's great. New Japan AW just comes in and out when basically TK calls him. But I think, honestly, my opinion, he should stay in New Japan. He's an absolute beaster. Like you said, the fans, when they're cheering, love him there. They go crazy for the choke slam. I hope, that, I hope he does more tours in New Japan, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah, I've, I've, I've thought the, the presentation of Aussie Open has been great, you know, and they've been getting um, Gideon Gray doing, you know, their ring yes. intros. He's been doing the intros for all of the United Empire, which has been great. And so, yeah, I mean, they've presented these guys as a super strong tag team. They've, they've been super dominant these uh, three nights and then on the off nights on the undercard. So, yeah, they're heating these guys up and getting them over with the uh, J- uh, Japan crowd. I love Gideon Gray out there. He's great. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Gideon is hilarious. And he and he's getting over as well. Like he's getting huge reactions from the cheer crowds whenever he comes out. And people are super into his act right now. Oh, I, I like when he's out there with them. It's just he, he laughs he makes me laugh every time I see him out there. Yeah, he's great. All right, so let's uh, talk about the uh, next team here. We have the team from LIJ, Tetsuya Naito, and Sonata, who have uh, four points. They are currently two and one on night two. They defeated the United Empire team of Aaron Hanare and Great Ocon. Then on night five, they defeated the LA Dojo team of Alex Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd. And then on night six is where they got that one loss. They lost to the Bishamon team of Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. So what have you been thinking about uh, Naito and Tanada so far? They've been pretty good so far. The, I'm a little surprised they actually beat the United Empire. I actually thought the United Empire would get the win over LIJ. And then the Coughlin Gabriel kid, I'm not surprised. They, they got a win over them where they're coming out of the dojo. And then the Bijamon from Knights Six that, that match was I thought that was pretty good. I gave it seven out of ten. Well surprised they took the loss though. I actually thought LAJ would get the win there, be tied with Aussie Open. Yeah, that's a pretty big win there for um Bishamon. Um I I know that these guys have kind of feuded in the past, um, when Sonata and Ty- and um Naito were doing their uh tag run before, but yeah, still kind of a, a big win for um, Naito and Tanada, or excuse me, for uh, Goto and Yoshihashi, um, especially with Naito and Tanada being on this tour and kind of being two of the uh, the top guys that are on the tour. Um, yeah, still kind of a, a big win for them and really establishes them 
as like I was saying earlier, it's one of the top, you know, domestic uh, tag teams. Yeah, it's back true. Like when Naito tried, we're getting that usual storyline where he's trying to find a big match for Wrestle Kingdom. Hopefully, he can find it. I don't know if it'd be for the tag titles. I doubt it. But hopefully, we could get Naito on the Wrestle Kingdom card. Yeah, I, I have a hard time seeing him um, being shoehorned into a tag title match at the Dome. And um, I feel like, obviously, with it being Naito and Tanala, this team's going to be have to kept strong. Um, in this tournament and you know especially going towards the Tokyo Dome but I don't think they're going to win and I, I think this loss to Bishamon is going to be um, one of the key losses for them something that's probably going to keep them out of the finals yeah I think LHI would be still in the running to be at least for the finals but I don't they might get to the finals but I personally don't think they will yeah I, I mean they could but yeah I have a hard time seeing them like beating them in the finals. I think that we're going to get some kind of tie scenario. And then that, that loss to, um, to Bishamon, I feel it's going to be the thing that um, keeps them from advancing. Yeah, I do too. I think like, I like them as a team and I know they're former IWGP tag champs, but I don't think they'll be in the, they might make finals, but if not, I think they'd be at least top, three, four teams in the night there with multiple points. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there really hasn't been a whole ton of, like, story elements going on with these guys. Um, it's just, you know, Naito and Sonata, your, your two top guys, um, you know, winning matches and, and looking strong in their matches. There really hasn't done a whole ton of stories or any kind of themes with their matches. I guess the, the big thing was in that... Um, matchup against Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd. You kind of have the interactions with um, Gabe Kidd and Naito. Gabe Kidd is doing, you know, taunting Naito um, with his uh, LIJ, um, you know, the LIJ pose. And he's like, you know, taunting the fist at him, that thing kind of thing. Um, but besides that, not a whole ton of story elements here for these guys. No, I, I mean, that kid, the kid got Gabriel Kidd, Alice Coughlin match. I don't know. I just bonded both their names together by accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that was funny where Naito's trying to do the tranquilo and Gabriel Kidd's like, sure. Oh, dude. Well, I thought he was punching him at first. I'm like, oh, wait, he's making five of them. Never mind. <laughs> Look like he was fist pumping or something. And then Naito's just like, no, I'm not taking your shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, Naito and Tanada, um, definitely going to be a team to watch going forward. But like we we're saying, I, I don't feel like they're going to make it to the finals. I think they'll definitely be in the running going into the last day, but like I said, I think that this loss from Bishamon is going to be the key that keeps them out of the finals. I think so, too. I think that's going to... If Bishamon still... We'll, we'll, we'll talk more when we get them, but that's probably how they're going to get out is by that loss to Bishamon there. Yeah. So the uh, next team we have is Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer. They're also at four points with two wins and one loss. On night two, they defeated the Bull Club team of Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens. Then on night five, they defeated the Bebop tag team of Tanahashi and Toriano. And then on night six, they lost to the Aussie Open team of Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. Suzuki Goon, my favorite group right now in New Japan. I like the combo between Suzuki and Archer. I'm not surprised they beat both 
Falling Chase because it's Falling Chase. <laughs> <laughs> and then Beat Bob Tag Team, not surprised because they don't like Yano. Tanahashi, like, I know I'm probably going to sound like a broken record, but get a new partner, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> I like Tanahashi. I did like Yano, but it's just like, oh my God, Yano, go away. <laughs> Tanahashi, please get a new partner for next year. <laughs> and then the Aussie Open match, that was. That one, I like that match. I gave it about six, seven out of ten. This one was hard for me to pick. I like both teams. I'm like, oh, who do I pick? <laughs> but it, it, it was one of those picks. I wasn't mad who won or lost. But it was a good match. I wouldn't mind seeing them actually doing a rematch again. Yeah, all of these uh, Zuckerman matches have been pretty solid. And kind of like uh, we were talking about earlier of Archer, I feel, it feels like he's at home when he's in New Japan. Him and Suzuki have also gelled real, real well together. They won, I think it was either the 2011 or 2012 um, G1 Tag League before it switched over to being called the World Tag League. So they've, they've won um, a Tag League together before. Also, yeah, a ton of experience uh, teaming together. We've seen them even team on uh, AEW in the past year and on New Japan Strong when they were feuding with um, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. So obviously um, a ton of experience together as a team. So they work really well together. Again, solid matchups, the crowd into a lot of the stuff that they're doing. Um, and yeah, the, the Aussie Open match, probably out of these three matches, probably the best match that they've had um, in this stretch of shows. Um, but yeah, you can't really complain about Archer and Suzuki. And again, not really a ton of story here with these guys either. It's just Archer and Suzuki just, you know, trying to kill their opponents and uh, kill all the young lines at ringside. Yeah, I agree. Out of the Suzuki Goon combos is actually one of my favorites. The Aussie Open match, I wouldn't mind seeing a rematch. And they want, I remember they won the 2011 G1 Tag League before switch over the World Tag League. Yeah. I I like that uh, part of the match where Fletcher was just like, come on, Suzuki, hit me, hit me. Let's go, Suzuki. I'm like, you're crazy, Kyle. You're crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, Kyle was trying to have his uh, real man moment there, and, and you know, trying to you know bow up and man up to uh, Suzuki. And oh yeah, he fired off a chop, and Suzuki kind of brushed it off, and then Suzuki drilled into him. Uh, so yeah, it's, um, good little interactions there, and also get a little you know nuance there, character nuance for uh, Kyle Fletcher. Um, and of course, in the in the, the Bullet Club match, you always have you know the big face off between Archer and Fale. We've kind of seen the history um, between those guys as well, um, and the crowd always seems to be in when those two big guys are you know going at it. Yeah, the at least he didn't. At least Suzuki didn't call him a young boy like he did Cross. <laughs> 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 sorry, I gotta make that joke. I'm sorry, gotta no, make that joke. <laughs> no, no, you're good, man. <laughs> I'm, you're always welcome to bury carrying uh, Cross on this show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Archer and Suzuki have been looking um, pretty good here. They're, they're tied with Naito and Tanada, and I'll see you with Archer having that. You know the AEW. Uh, kind of rubbed. He's going to also be made to look strong. Suzuki was the one that ate the pin um, in the Aussie Open match. So I, I expect Archer and Suzuki to end up pretty high towards the block, but I don't think they'll make it to the finals. I don't think they'll make the finals here. I think they get their four. I can see him getting at least maybe 10, 12. 
points, maybe. Yeah, I, I can just, yeah see ten because yeah that would make them five and four. Um, so I can definitely see them ending up in a spot like that. I wouldn't mind seeing them actually have one more or yeah another IWGP tag title run. I know they never piled it together, but I wouldn't mind seeing them as tag champs. Yeah, and you know if this was any other time of the year, I would say yeah, cool. Let's um, give Archer and Suzuki a run at the titles, but because we're, we're building up to the dome and just the history with um, Aussie Open and FTR, I think that's the direction uh, to go in right now. But I think when you're looking into next year, I think definitely having if, if TK is going to let Archer do some more New Japan tours, I think definitely having. Archer and Suzuki as potential challengers or even giving them a run some point um, next year could be cool. I would love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a look at the uh, next team here, and that's going to be the Bishamon team of Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi coming in with also uh, four points tied up there with um, Suzuki Goon and Naito and Sonata. So they're 2-1 and one on night two. They defeated the House of Torture team of Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. Then on night five, they lost to Aussie Open. And then on night six, came back with a win. Like we mentioned earlier, defeating Naito and Sonata. So last year's winners of World Tag League, like I said, and they with, with LAJ, I was surprised they actually beat LAJ. And then... Uh, House of Torture, good. Don't care about House of Torture to get them out of here. <laughs> like, no, tired of their crap. <laughs> and then Aussie Open, like I said, with, when not, we were talking about Aussie Open earlier, they, that was actually one of my favorite matches of World Tag League so far. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, let me mention, yeah, one of the better matchups from the, the World Tag League side of things. Um, near four star action for me. Um, and again, yeah, it's a, the top domestic tag team uh, facing off against one of the top foreign tag teams there. And like you mentioned, yeah, Bishamon, they were the World Tag League winners last year. And that was something that Aussie Open brought up when they defeated um, Bishamon. You know, hey, you know, we, we beat the World Tag League winners last year and now we're just on, on a roll and ready to go and, you know, moving on to the next team. Yeah, they're. Blasters where looking to win, go back to back. See, maybe this year is it. I wish they gave the option of well, now with the strong open tag titles, they maybe could have brought this strong open tag titles to Wrestle Kingdom, but who knows? But I know they're going for the IWGP, but maybe next year they do. You could pick which tag titles. Yeah, yeah, it could be interesting to to get the the strong tag titles in the mix, but I think they they really want that for the the U.S. tours, um, and you know, especially right now, Motor City Machine Guns with the championship. I think they want to keep that um, going for the strong side of things, and then I think that's the whole reason why Aussie Open dropped those titles so they can focus them on the, the heavyweight tag titles, and then um, like we're saying, it seems like they're going to be the favorites to win this thing. Oh yeah, Aussie. Aussie Open, it's going to be, I think Bishamon's going to be at least, if not in the finals, going to be at least in the top before the final night. Yeah, and we're actually starting to see, too, like more um, cohesion between Bishamon. They have new entrance music. They have um, new matching gear. Yoshiashi has gear now that matches um, Hiroki Goto's. Um, so it seems like now that they're, they're really kind of gelling together the tag team. It's not just, you know, 
this random chaos team. It's like, all right, this is Bishamon. They got the music. They have the gear. We're giving them this kind of full tag team push. They're going to be our top um, domestic tag team. Yeah, out of the chaos pairing, like I like both of them together. They've been team full time together since last year, I believe. Like full time, not just random eight man, ten man, six man tags. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then they also had like the great, um, the never six man title run that was like during the the heart of the pandemic in 2020 with them and uh, Tomohiro Ishii. I like that rain better than one with Yo the Ho. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about yo. When we get to the uh, Super Junior Tag League. Oh, goody! <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts on uh, Bishamon? Uh, no. I think they. If I think they're gonna be, I'm, I'm not repeating myself. They're probably, if they're not gonna be in the finals, they'll probably be top three or four in the top at the most. Yeah, I think I could definitely see them um, getting to the finals or maybe even, I guess, I don't know, being alive towards the last night because, I mean, they were already lost to Aussie Open, um, who are the, the tournament favorites, and especially with the, the tag team champions not being in this tournament. Um, Aussie Open, I, if they get to the finals and they face Bishamon again, I don't see them... I don't think Gato would book them to to beat Bishamon again in the finals. So either uh, Bishamon is not getting to the finals or Aussie Open's not winning. No, we're not doing 50-50 booking here. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I have a hard time <laughs> yeah, seeing Bishamon gain, getting the win back right now. Um, so yeah, so I think Bishamon will definitely, they'll be alive um, towards the end of the tournament. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't see them getting into the finals because then, yeah, it would just be a rematch at Aussie Open. And then, um, I don't think I don't, it would be kind of anticlimactic if they just lose to Aussie Open again. Yeah, exactly. You just hit the, you just hit the nail on the coffin there. That's the same thoughts I had. Yeah, pretty much anybody who loses to Aussie Open going forward, it, it, you, you kind of an X amount of being in the finals potentially. Exactly. Uh, so let's take a look at the next team here. Another team that has uh, four points is the United Empire team of Great Ocon and Aaron Hanare. Also four points, two wins, and one loss. So on night two, they lost to Sonata and Naito. On night five, they defeated uh, TMDK of Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste. And then on night six, they lost or they uh, they defeated Alex Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd. I've been impressed with um, Ocon and Hanare. Wasn't Jeff Cobb supposed to be in this tag league? Is that who Hanare took over for? Uh, no, uh, Cobb was never um, announced for the league. Um, they, they announced Hanare, so I don't know what why they did that. If they just want to maybe keep Cobb and Ocon strong as a team since they're probably not going to win the tag league and to give Hanare some dates. So I don't, I'm not quite sure why they went with Cobb. I think that's probably the reasoning, but yeah, it was always announced as Hanare and Ocon. Gotcha. I probably just assumed where I've seen the more tag with Cobb than with Hanare, but they've been impressing me. The night, the LIJ match was good. The team K one wasn't too bad. The Cobb and Kim was all right. The, 
not surprised they would beat Coggle and Kid. Team, it could have went back and forth with LJ or Team DK, but I'm surprised they're at four. I thought they'd be Todd and Vossi open, fellow United Empire members with six points. Yeah. Everybody could be up there. Yeah, and uh, Gideon Gray has been, you know, teasing this all United Empire final with um, Aussie Open versus Great Okan and Hanare in the finals. Um, but I mean, right now they're they're tied in second with so many teams, so they're they're still in a good spot right now. Um, again, it's it's not the the Okan and Cobb team, but I think for Okan and Hanare, they're they're doing pretty good right now, and been having some good matches. Also, I think the, the best from this stretch would be. The uh, the match with Lij, you know, twenty two uh, minute main event there from night two. Um, even though they lost, still, I think that was probably their their best outing uh, from bell to bell. But still, some big wins, you know. Yeah, beating uh, TMDK and beating Coglin and Kid. Um, so right now, yeah, they're still um, looking strong. And again, like we mentioned, getting the the Gideon Gray um, entrances with these guys as well. Um, and yeah, Gideon Gray is pushing for them to face Aussie Open in the final. So I think this is again another team that um, could be alive going in towards the the finals. Yeah, exactly. The the LJ, the one that went twenty two minutes, I think that went a little too long. Personally, I think they should have cut five minutes, maybe. But it was still a good match. I I where would recommend that one if you don't want to watch all of night two of World Tag League. Yeah, I would say, yeah, definitely, yeah, the LJ match out of of their matches. If people are just kind of cherry-picking, that would um, be the one to to watch from this stretch. I mean, yeah, the the other matches, yeah, the Team DK match, a 10-minute match, and the the, um, Kid and Coglin match, 9 minutes and 46 seconds. So all those stuff has been uh, kept pretty short. But, again, they've they've looked really good. Okan is a star, um, and I'm glad uh, Hanare is getting some dates here and getting some shine um, and, being, and being featured well in this tournament. Oh, me too. When I first seen him, I wasn't the biggest fan of him, but when he joined an Iron Bar, he's been impressive. I actually love his fans. Like He's impressed me over the last couple of years since joining United Empire. Yeah, he's been, he's really stepped his game up um, during the pandemic and a lot of the Muay Thai training he's done and kind of incorporating that stuff uh, into what he's doing in the ring. Yeah, he's been impressing me the last year. I, I became a fan when he joined the United Empire. So let's look at the the next team here, which is going to be uh, TMDK, Shane Hayes, and Mikey Nichols. So they also have four points there, two wins, one loss. So on uh, night two, they defeated Alex Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd. And then on night five, like we mentioned, they lost to Hanare and Great Ocon. And then on night six, they have defeated the House of Torture team of Evil and Ujiro Takahashi. So TMTK, they've been impressive. I seen them in WWE when they were TM61. Glad they're back in Japan. Haven't seen them as a team together in a while. The House of Torture match, that sucked. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. House, that any house torture match sucks. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> but uh, well, is Mikey Nichols still part of chaos? Are we going to keep going with this joke, the chaos joke that they're all part of chaos now? <laughs> no, I think, at least according to the website, I think Nichols has been booted out. 
let me check here. Let me check for you, Jeremy. Yeah, and Mad Mad Mikey, I think yeah, I think he's been booted out, and I think he's just uh, representing TMDK now, especially since TMDK has kind of become its own unit now. I'm glad he's in TMK because he was way better in there than he was in Chaos for a short time. Yeah. Uh, Mikey. Yep, he left May 14th, 2022, so a few months ago. Yeah, so yeah, out of chaos, just yet representing TMDK. Um, and also, you know, TMDK, very um, good tag team. They've had their experience um, in Pro Wrestling Noah uh, as a tag team and winning one of their, their tag leagues. And like you mentioned, the, the NXT run, um, TM61, and then now they are finally back together. We've seen them do some stuff on uh, New Japan Strong. They were in the, the Strong Open Weight um, Tag Team Tournament. Um, and got eliminated pretty early there, which was kind of surprising. But I think that was due to, to Mikey uh, having um, a baby recently. But yeah, now he's back in action here with Shane Haste, and they're doing pretty good. Again, tied up there with all these teams um, with four points. Pretty much all these teams that are with four points um, have a shot to to win this thing or get close to to being in the finals. Um, so yeah, they look pretty good. I'd say I would say their their best match from these series is probably the, the match against um Gabe Kidd and Coughlin. Yeah, I agree. That one was pretty if I had to go in order, it I'd say Coughlin Kid first and then the United Empire and then the House of Tw- I mean House like I said, House of Torture is just there. <laughs> <laughs> they suck. Uh but yeah, so yeah, TMDK, they have been looking really good. And again, not really any kind of stories, I don't think, really being told them outside of them. Obviously, wanting to win the tournament, um, but obviously, they're lo- looking good. They're getting some good um, reactions from the crowd. And again, I think they'll, they'll be a team um, that could potentially go to the finals, especially since, you know, I feel like they... We're teasing um, a match with them and Aussie Open on New Japan Strong, and everybody thought that was going to be the, the the finals of the Strong Openweight Tag Team Tournament, which it wasn't. So uh, maybe that'll be the finals here. Maybe we get um, Aussie Open versus TMDK. Maybe TMDK beats them um, in tournament action, and then in the finals, Aussie Open can get the win back. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. They're I was surprised actually that team game was eliminated early in the strong point tag tournament. I thought they, like you said, I thought they'd be in the finals with Aussie open, but I, I mean, we got world tag. Like I could see them in the finals, but that's actually one of the matches I'm actually excited to look for is Aussie open and team DK. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun when that happens. Banger. So now let's take a look at uh, the Bullet Club team of Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens. So they're one of the teams who have two points, one win and two losses. So on night two, they, like we mentioned, they lost to Archer and Suzuki. Then on night five, they got their one win over fellow Bullet Club members of the House of Torture, Evil, and Yujiro. And then on night six, they lost to the Bebop tag team, Tanahashi and Toriano. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this team. That could not get into the match. The the Suzuki Goon one was wasn't too bad. The House of Torture one was not good at all. I say one of the worst ones so far this year. World Tag League. Beat Bob, nice and short, only three and a half minutes. I mean, it's a typical Yano, Yano match. I'm not surprised. <laughs> 
Yeah, in that uh, night six match, yeah, they got outsmarted um, by Yano and Tanahashi. Yano distracting the ref. Tanahashi gives them the the double uh, low blows there to to get the advantage. So yeah, they got outsmarted um, by Yano and Tanahashi there. Um, the the House of Torture match, like you said, I mean it was you know Bull Club versus Bull Club and um, Fale and Chase having it were able to outsmart Evil and Yujiro there. Um, and then the Suzuki match, like you said, probably the best of this stretch. You know, Archer and Suzuki, or excuse me, Archer and um, Fale want to get in there and do their kind of big men show off. And then, um, you know, Chase has been doing this thing where he calls himself uh, the real shooter. Um, and so he was he was wanting to go in there with Suzuki and show that he is, you know, the real shooter. It can go toe-to-toe with uh, Suzuki, but that uh, backfired for him. Yeah, that did backfire on them. But yeah. there's not really much to say for Owen and Fale, honestly. Yeah, like you say, yeah, there's there's not much here. Yeah, it's it's Fale, Chase. I mean, they were former tag champions this year. Um, so also they're they're gonna be in this thing and again, yeah, nothing there hasn't really been anything interesting going on with these guys, they're just kinda there. Um, because they're former champions, they're probably gonna end up doing um, pretty good in the tournament uh, towards the end. I could see them either being four and five or five and four. I can see that too. I, I, maybe I don't see ten points. I could see eight. I know the last few years, I think they were in the eight to twelve point range. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I, I feel like they were yeah, more towards the top, especially last year. Uh, but I, I have to go back and look, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, they're going to finish in that eight to ten point range because they were champs this year. Um, obviously, New Japan Office loves Bad Luck Fale. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much Fale and Chase. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the next we got the, the Bebop tag team, uh, Tanahashi and Toroyano. Um, so, um, they have two points, one and two, night two, they lost to Aussie Open. Night five, they lost to Archer and Suzuki. And like we mentioned, on night six, they defeated Fale and Chase. So, Bebop, like I said earlier, Tanahashi, got to get a new partner, brother. (laughs) But Uh, I will say, though, I did like the Aussie Open match. I did like that one. The Suzuki match wasn't too bad. And then the Bullet Club one, like I said, when we're told Fale, no, it's short, quick, easy. Three minutes. That's it. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that was on one of those nights where it was. We had ten uh, matches. We had both World Tag League and Super Junior Tag League on the same night, and uh, so that was one of the matches. So yeah, it was really good that they kept that one um, at uh, three minutes thirty five seconds. Um, and also uh, with Tanahashi and Yano, they're pushing the whole you know Bebop tag team thing. Um, which is based off uh, an anime in Japan that's called Bebop that has a character that's named, I think, Hiroshi, and a character that's named Yano, I think. And so they're basing their whole look off of that like they did last year. Um, so that they, got, they got the matching hair. They have the, the matching jackets. They got team T-shirts. They've got the, the mashup music. So, you know, when it comes to tag league, they kind of become this Bebop tag team and do this thing and, like I mentioned, Tanahashi, he's you know he's following uh, Yano's uh, lead there with uh, the misdirection and using the low blows and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, I'm not always the, the biggest fan of the the Yano antics at, at this point, but 
Bebop tag team is a little bit fresh, something new, and uh, they've they've been fun so far for me. Yeah, they haven't been too. I'm just not a big fan, yet, but they've been they've been a fun team. Nice short and sweep. I don't think they'll be at the. I think they'll be towards the bottom. I don't really see them at the top. Maybe the six to eight, maybe ten points at the most. Yeah, I could definitely see them um, being towards the, the the lower end or even kind of in, in the middle. Uh, I think because obviously it is Tanahashi, you, you can't completely um, bury that team. Um, but again, I don't think you're going to stick um, Tanahashi in a tag title match at the dome. No, but Tanahashi, he's the ace. He he needs a bigger match. I mean, last year he was at fourteen. They were at fourteen points. Uh, I. So I'm kind of surprised he hasn't won a World Tag League. I, yeah, he hasn't won one. I thought he did, and I misheard. But I'm he's done everything. But I'm surprised he hasn't won World Tag League. Maybe this year, maybe next year. Who knows? Well, yeah. Well, the hard thing with him is the, the tag league always comes, uh, you know, in the built at Tokyo Dome. So you're always going to have Tanahashi in a, in a big singles match in the dome. So it's kind of hard for him. Uh, to win a tag league, so maybe whenever he gets to a point which is pretty close of not being able to perform on Tokyo Dome level, that they kind of slide him into a tag picture. But um, it's hard not putting the ace in a big match at Tokyo Dome. Exactly, it'd be I'd be kind of shocked if he wasn't either on Tokyo at Wrestle Kingdom or in some meaningless tag match. Yeah, and like um, Josh and I were saying last week, I think there's a potential um, for um, Muto to get involved for Wrestle Kingdom and doing some kind of like Muto and um, Tanahashi against uh, Naito and Tanada, especially since a lot of those guys don't have anything to do. Um, But yeah, I have a hard time seeing Tanahashi winning Tag League this year Um, and and pretty much any year going forward. Even though he's getting older, he is such a, a big name. It, it would be hard um, just having him in, in a random, or not really a random, but a tag title match. I think I think they'll continue to kind of put him in singles matches or kind of special feature attraction matches. Yeah, I can't see him being in some IWGP tag title match like you and Joshua last week. I can see you guys, or I can see Tanahashi and Muda either facing off or having a tag match with Naito. And Sonata or Takata. I wouldn't mind seeing Shingo in there. Yeah, yeah, Shingo would be fun. Okay, another guy doesn't really have anything in stone yet for the dome. Yeah, unless they, unless they do that KOPW rainbow, I don't know what you could do with Shingo. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully we'll get some. Um, we know what we'll talk about later, but also they're, they're building stuff up with him and Tai Chi on these undercards, um, which is happening at the, uh, the next Taka Tai Chi Mania show. Um, but yeah, hopefully there will be something in store for Shingo uh, come Wrestle Kingdom. I hope so. <laughs> uh, so let's take a look at the next team here. We have uh, Evil and Yujiro Takahashi from the House of Torture. They're currently setting with zero points, zero wins, three losses. Night two, they lost to Bishamon. Night five, they lost to the Bullet Club, Team of Folly and Chase. And then on night six, they lost to uh, TMDK's Mikey Nickel and Shane Haste. Good. They don't need to win World Tag League, and they don't need <laughs> any points. Honestly, they, I'm, if I had to replace them, i put them either replaceable West Coast Wrecking Crew or 
Oh, I had another team in my head. I could see Stray Dog Army in there. Yeah, it would be fun to get some uh, more of the strong tag teams in the mix. Um, also, you know, listeners to this show know how Josh and I feel about House of Torture. Um, but I got to say, I'm very happy that they have not um, won a match yet uh, in this World Tag League. And, um, I mean, there is actually a probably the most interesting story going on with these guys is the fact that they just keep getting foiled night after night. They 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 bring out Cho and, and Dick Togo. They try the interference. They try the ref bumps. They're they're trying all of their House of Torture tricks, but they're they're getting foiled um, night in and night out, and they just can't seem to to get the one up on any team here. Nope, they'll try their House of Torture tricks and fails every time and i'm glad I, I don't need them in the finals this year yeah we don't need them sniffing anywhere near close to finals i mean obviously it, it is evil um and so i don't think they're gonna go completely winless i can see them you know coming back and maybe getting to like four and five um but i, I like the trend that they're, they're going in right now <laughs> um and yeah, I'm perfectly content with them um, losing every match. But it, I mean, and it's not that they're losing. It's actually, like I said, actually a pretty good story of them. Like they're they're trying all the shenanigans that usually works, and it just seems like every the other team has them well scouted, just one step ahead of them, and they just can't get the jump on team. I mean, they're 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 jumping people from the ramp. They're they're getting Togo and Show involved. They're they're doing all the, their playbook, but it's just not working. No, they they're like let's try attack them before the bell, and then it's not. But that's the story, though. But the, like you said, I can see them getting points, but I don't see them at the top. I see them in the middle, like eight to ten at the most. But they don't need don't go near the tag titles. Don't go near the finals. That's all. Just just give me that ghetto, ghetto please, <laughs> please. I'm asking you. <laughs> um, and they are still um. You know, two thirds of the never open weight six man uh, champions, which we did see um, at the end of the Fale Chase match. Um, I think was it the Fale Chase match, or was there was somebody that kind of held up the tag team, the never six man titles. I uh, think it was falling Owens, but I could see doing a. They could bring back the ramp, not the ramp, the Gala match at Wrestle Kingdom for the titles. Yeah, I think they're definitely. I mean, they ha- they have enough teams and enough guys on that roster who don't have matches where you could do um, that narrow six man um, gauntlet on, on the pre show or on on the main card, depending on how many matches they want to do. Um, but yeah, you could definitely get um, them on there. But yeah, you can do. There's several units. I mean, there's guys from United Empire. There's guys from Bull Club. There's enough guys where they can do that that gauntlet um, gives. How the torture something to do gives other guys something to do um, without having to be you know featured all higher up on the card. Yeah, I could see them having a title match at the at the dome. I don't see them in the finals at all. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point they're they're going to be um, a non factor. Um, I mean, I, I think they're 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 going to probably play spoiler um, just because of where they're at points wise. I mean, also I don't think they're mathematically eliminated right now. Um, but I think that we're going to con- con- continue to see this trend of them being foiled. And then eventually they're going to end up playing the spoiler for some team and keeping a team out of the finals. That's what they're there for. Play spoiler. 
Well, then the uh, the last team here for the World Tag League is the LA Dojo team of Alex Coughlin and Gabriel Kidd. Also, uh, with zero points, zero wins, and three losses. Night two, they lost to TMDK. On night five, they lost to um, Sonata and Naito. And then on night six, they lost to um, the United Empire team of Aaron Hanare and Great Ocon. I like both men. I'm impressed by both of them. The Coughlin, not a big fan of the Android gimmick. Gabriel Caron guy, he's better after the mental health break he had over the last few months. But they've been oppressing me. I don't. I think they're going to be in the same boat as House of Torture. I don't think uh, they'll be like at the top. I think they'll be in the middle. They'll probably play spoiler towards the end there. Probably spoil like Bishamon or Laj or some. They're going to spoil one big team at towards the end there. Yeah, and it's also again interesting here with these last two teams. It seems like a lot of the story arcs or storytelling that's happening in this tournament is revolving around the bottom teams because with Coglin. And Gabriel Kidd, they have been having a hard time gelling together as a tag team. All In every matchup, they've had moments where they end up accidentally bumping into each other, hitting each other with chops or clotheslines or knocking their partner um, out of the ring. Um, so they just have, they've just had a lot of miscommunications and, and just have not been able to, to gel well. No, I've seen the miscommunication. They're probably going to tease a breakup towards the end. But I don't see them teaming after the tour. Yeah, yeah. There's been uh, post match promos. The last one I saw where uh, Gabe Kid was yeah telling Coughlin, you know, it's, it's pretty much you know your fault. Like you're you're the one getting in my way. If you weren't hitting me all the time, like we could have won some matches. Um, yeah. But yeah, Gabe Kid though he has been um, the very cocky one of the team. He's always you know like we've talked about in the Lij match. He was. Mocking Naito the whole match And through all these matches He's just very cocky, very arrogant Just being like a total uh, Douchebag throughout the matches And you know, Coughlin sitting in the corner Just like watching him, like what are you What are you doing man So yeah, they're definitely having um, A lot of issues with uh, communication And their tandem and getting stuff down And um, you know, they're at a very um, You know detriment part here in the tournament like they have to start picking up some wins if they want any shot of getting close to the finals yeah i, I agree with you there they they need to uh get some wins here soon they gotta get their communication together i seen the backstage promo where Coughlin told him to listen kit pretty much told him you need to fucking listen and then left <laughs> yeah so yeah they're definitely butting heads and we had a question here uh, from reddit from uh, Ocock 890 says seems like Coglin and Kid are at each other's throats and likely don't stay together after tag league. What faction do you think is a good fit for both guys? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I could see Coglin being in chaos. Kid, I could see in Suzuki Goon, maybe. Yeah, I, I feel like um, kids, just his attitude and his arrogance, yeah, could fit with Suzuki Gun or possibly even United Empire. Um, with Coglin, I agree with you. I think Coglin, he could he could fit in Chaos, or he can just be um, representing um, Hantai, the the home uh, unit. Um, I, I think though, the hard thing though, it, it seems like they have been um, pushing La Dojo. 
um, as a unit. And so I don't know if that's an actual thing, if they're going to stay a part of LA Dojo and just not team together or kind of what the whole plan is for the LA Dojo. I could see them being a unit. I, if they are official unit, I could see him uh, staying there. Or even I could see Coughlin and Team Filthy. I mean, they got Kratos. They got they, they got a more big, heavy, meaty men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only thing is, though, yeah, him and uh, Kratos have been feuding um, all this year. So yeah, it'd be. I know it's for me kind of weird for them for him to end up joining Filthy's team. Oh my god! How did I forget that? <laughs> well, I mean, they, they think they were supposed to have a last minute staying match at the Charlotte tapings, but Coughlin, I think, got an injury. I think that's what happened. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, their feud has just kind of been yeah, on and off. I think, yeah, do. I think Coughlin's had a couple of different injuries when they were supposed to face off on strong tapings and on, I think they were supposed to have a match at, I think, Capital Collision, I think, or Winnie City Riot that didn't end up happening. So, yeah, due to injuries and stuff. That match hasn't worked out. And before Coughlin left uh, to Japan, he did end up calling out Kratos. So maybe when he comes back to the U.S., they'll pick back up and finally get a uh, Kratos and Coughlin match. Yeah, I would mind seeing them going at it again. They need to put the feud to bed fully. Not yeah. on ice, like fully done, finish. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's uh, move over now to the Super Junior Tag League, which I feel like overall has been more entertaining and more fun to watch in the World Tag League. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I found Super Junior Tag League, like, it's been excellent. It's been better than World Tag League as of right now. But we still got plenty of nights. But right now, Super Junior Tag League's been keeping more of my attention than World Tag League. Yeah, and we've had... um, Five nights of tournament action for the Junior Tag League. And like we were talking off uh, before I started recording, the, the schedule has been kind of weird where it's not always alternating every other night. Sometimes you have like two uh, Junior Tag League nights back to back or you'll have a night where you have both on one night. So it's definitely been uh, interesting to keep up with. It has been. It's like, Oh, it's like night one, and then, oh, here's night three, four, five, and six all together. It's like, oh, my God, spread them out. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's take a look at the teams here. So on top of the block, we have the Leo Rush and Yo team representing Chaos. They have uh, eight points there, four wins and one loss. So on the opening night, night one, they lost to Catch 2-2, uh, Francisco Akira and TJP. Then on night three, they defeated the Flying Tiger team of Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask. On night four, they defeated uh, Kevin Knight and Kushida. On night six, they defeated Doki and Yoshinobu Kanamaru. And then on night seven, they defeated Ace Austin and Chris Bay from Bullet Club. They've been impressing me. Yeah, I was doing way better this year than he ever did last year after show before show turn on them. They had an excellent match with catch with the junior tag champs catch twenty two. That match I recommend go out and checking. Flying Tiger, that was a good match. I give that one seven out of ten. The Kevin Knight Kushida match, I gave it about six out of ten. Their match has been great. The Doki one, I wouldn't mind actually seeing 
Leo and Doki going one on one. I wouldn't mind seeing that. And then the Bullet Club Chaos, Chris Bay and Ace Austin. That match was that was actually excellent. I gave that one seven out of ten. I wouldn't mind seeing Leo and Ace or Chris Bay going one on one in the junior division. Yeah, Leo Rush, I feel like it's been a great addition. I know a lot of people are very hard on him just due to him retiring and unretiring and just some of the injuries and, and mental health stuff that he's been going through and just kind of the absences he's had um, in, in pro wrestling. But, you know, he seems to be, you know, healthy and motivated and focused and seems to really love working in uh, New Japan. So, yeah, I think he's been great in this junior tag league. And I think he'll be a great addition for the, the junior division um, going forward, especially in single stuff like um, you were mentioning. Um, but, yeah, I think him and Yo have been um, gelling really well together. Yeah, oh, they've been gelling really well. I can see them being in the finals. They're one of three teams I could see being in the finals. Even though they, they – I can see them getting a junior tag match, maybe not at Wrestle Kingdom, maybe after Wrestle Kingdom or even at the Road to Tokyo Dome. If they don't win junior tag league, yeah, I think um, you know Leo Rush is such a a big star, and and you know, I'm sure he's getting a lot of money um, with his New Japan deal and being on this tour. So I, I don't know. I feel like he's going to find his way in that junior tag title match, whether he wins the league or not. I they always love to do three and four way junior tag matches. So I mean, they're they're on top right now, and so I can see them ending up in a tie with uh, another one of the team if they don't win to to get um, into that junior title match at the dome. Yeah, I can if they don't win super junior tag, I can see them getting a future junior tag title match in the future, or maybe if they do a four way like you said, they could add them in there, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they have been, um, a very entertaining team to watch this past week. Um, like you said, the, the catch two, two match, um, probably the best match they had. Um, I, I was like four and a quarter on that match. That was the, the main event of night one and, uh, Cork and Hall. So you had, um, cheering crowds. The crowd was super into, uh, the matchup. Um, actually, you know, surprisingly that the crowd was, um, more into catch two two and Gideon Gray than they were into to Leo Rush and Yo at first, um, but then um, you know towards the end of the match, I feel like Leo Rush really got the crowd behind him just with his wrestling. Um, but yeah, that was a, a really fun matchup. And yeah, a Flying Tiger match was fun. Uh, the match with Kevin Knight and Kushida again, kind of a high pace uh, matchup there. Uh, the Doki and Kanamaru match again was pretty good, and like you mentioned, there were some yeah, good interactions with Leo Rush and Yo. Um, and then uh, today's show when they faced off against um, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, um, Austin and Bay were undefeated going into that match, so that was a, a pretty big win for um, Leo and Yo to to beat Ace Austin and Chris Bay, so that they could have the the tiebreaker over those guys and. Um, you know, be getting better standings going into the next few nights here. Yeah, the the besides the catch twenty two match, the bowl club one from today was excellent. That was I say that's second favorite of mine so far in the junior tag league. Honestly, I like the pairing of Rush and Yo. I hope they stay together after the tour. Yeah, I think that yeah, they would definitely be um 
a good team to have. You know, we've talked about in the past a lot of times throughout the year, the junior tag titles usually gets, you know, bounced between one or two teams just because, you know, New Japan doesn't really build up their, their junior tag division. Usually, you know, for years it was just, you know, Rapungi 3K and um, Despi and Kanamaru were, it seemed like to be like the only two teams they had for a while. And then you, you, you kind of pepper in some random teams throughout the year. But um, with this tag league, we're seeing that they can put together a, a good junior tag division. And I think having Leo Rush and Yo together um, would be a great addition to, to the division uh, going forward. Uh, if Leo Rush uh, decides to stay with New Japan, um, you know, interesting thing, like, you know, backstage promo, um, Yo was talking about wanting to make sure they, they hit the 3K, especially in their next match, because they are facing off against um, Yo's former partner, Sho, um, and Dick Togo. Um, so he wants to, you know, hit the, the former Arapungi 3K's finisher, the 3K on Sho, um, kind of to, you know, get some more revenge and kind of stick the knife and, and show more and to, to prove that he's he has a better tag team partner now. Yeah, I hope they... Like you said, like we got more of a junior division or tag division better than the last couple of years. I get a COVID didn't help much, but it's finally glad that we can get a fresh, a fresh air in the junior tag team division, especially with catch 22, the current champs. And then we got like Austin and Bay, a bull club. We got Russian, yo flying tigers again, Kushida, who's surprisingly not in the junior heavyweight title division title contendership match, but he's got Kevin Knight. So we got it's just a fresh it's just for fresh air. It's it's just nice better than the same tag team matches over and over again. Yeah, and like we're saying, uh the night one match is definitely if you if people are cherry picking, definitely watch that match against Catch Two Two. And that match is free. So if you don't have a NJPWworld.com uh, subscription, you can go on the site and uh check that match out for free. Um but yeah, I mean they're they've been a fun team to watch, and if you're cherry picking, I mean Leo Rush and Yo matches are have been really good, really fun to watch. They've been gelling really well together um, as a team. They're using the the 3K as their team finisher. Um, Leo Rush, like I said, very motivated. The crowd's been getting behind him uh, night after night with his his wrestling. Um, yeah, and a very welcome addition here to New Japan. Yeah, I, it's fresh fresh air. I can see them in. See Leo in the best of Super Juniors maybe next in the next couple of years. They he's I hope he stays in New Japan for a while and he can have some good matches with TJP Akira Despor. I wouldn't mind seeing him and Desperado going at it. Him and Hiromu. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot for Leo to to do in, in the junior division. He did challenge Ishimori, but that Ishimori just blew that off like nothing happened. Yeah, I forget that was. <laughs> When was that that he challenged him? Was that um? It's a New Japan Strong pay per view, right? Let me see here. Leo Rush challenge. I know it was a New Japan Strong. I can't remember. Oh no, not Ishimori. Uh, I think it was Strong. I'm just double checking here. I know he had a match with them last last year at the Strong Tables that Autumn attacked. One, then he came back, and I think it was. Capital Court. I know it was recently, so I, I yeah, it wasn't the New York stuff, so it, it must have been a strong taping. Yeah, because he challenged him and Ishimori just. Oh, you know what it was? I think actually, I think it was wasn't it Ishimori. I think Ishimori was the one that challenged him. I think that's what what happened. 
Yes, Ishimori did challenge him. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, it was um the post match promo because Ishimori, I think it was after he defeated Alan Angels, I want to say, um on Strong. I think in the post match promos, Ishimori had um yeah challenged Leo Rush to come back and face him. But yeah, for some whatever reason, they, they didn't go in that direction. So that is a, a potential if Ishimori retains in the four way at the dome. Yeah, you could do um. Leo eventually challenging him in Japan or if they want to do that match on strong or strong pay-per-view since that's where they kind of start in the angle you could do that too I can see that and speak of Alan Angels off subject for a sec I can see him coming to New Japan competing in the junior division yeah I mean it, he would be a great addition and we have seen him on New Japan strong he's on a few dates there um, so I think that, um, you know, I know he's an impact right now full time and he just joined the, the violence by design, um, uh, stable Eric Young stable. So, um, yeah, I, I'd be welcome to have Alan angels come in, do some junior stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens if he can keep going to get booked on strong and then if they'll bring him over to Japan next year. I can see that. So now uh, let's take a look at the next team that's also uh, with eight points, uh, four and one, and that's the the Bullet Club team of Ace Austin and Chris Bay. So on night one, they defeated uh, Bushi and Teton. On night three, they defeated Doki and Kanamaru. Night four, they defeated Dick Togo and Sho. On night six, they defeated Clark Connors and Ritsuke Taguchi. And on night seven, they defeated the uh, Bullet Club team. Like I mentioned, uh, excuse me, they lost to the Chaos team of Leo Rush and Yo. Been been impressed with Bullet Club. I'm a big fan of Chris Bay. He's I've been watching him Impact the last couple of years. He's just delivering excellent matches. I like the team here. I can see them in the finals. Out of their matches, I like the Chaos match. That one was my. Favorite out so far. The second favorite would be the Bushi Teton one. Even the Suzuki Goon one, that I was pretty impressed with that match as well. The House of Torture stuff, that's just all Bull Club stuff. And then the Wild Hips one could not get into that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Wild Hips in a second. But uh, yeah, I've been enjoying Ace Austin and Chris Bay. You know, we saw Ace Austin. Come over uh, with the Super Junior tag, or excuse me, Super Junior, uh, best of Super Juniors earlier this year, and got a, a big following there. Um, so first time we're seeing Chris Bay in Japan. They have been teaming on Impact and doing Bullet Club stuff over there. Um, so yeah, they've been gelling really well on this tour. They were undefeated up until night seven, where they got their first loss, like we mentioned, to Leo Rush and Yo, but. Uh, but they've been looking really good. They've been using a uh, combo of where uh, Ace Austin throws Chris Bay uh, so he can do with the art of finesse that way. So he throws a um, Bay into a cutter on the opponent, and then they follow up with him, Ace Austin, doing the fold, that jumping um, you know, blockbuster-type maneuver uh, to pick up their wins there. So, yeah, Bull Club unit looking very strong here. Um, like you mentioned, there was a Bull Club versus Bull Club uh, match against Dick Togo and Show, and you did have them throwing up a two suite um, together at first, and Show and Dick Togo trying to take advantage of that. Um, but of course, like we mentioned, um, and we'll talk about it later. But with how the torture, their their tricks have just not been working on either side of the leagues here. 
Uh, but yeah, Ace Austin, Chris Bay looking really good, getting some good reactions. Uh, Chris Bay really impressing um, and it was a Japanese audience. Yeah, I'm impressed with them. They're actually one of my favorite bowl club teams from the junior division. I did, I do like each more ELP, but I can see Austin and Bay being one of the finalists, if not finalists, at least the top three or four in there. Yeah, especially you know with the the impact partnership and wanting to probably keep those guys looking strong and with them you know being affiliated with Bull Club now, I, I think they are they are a team that could end up in the finals or be one of those teams that ends up with the tiebreaker thing that pushes them in um, to the into the match at Wrestle Kingdom and it being a three or four way, uh, but they did. Lose that very important match, like we mentioned, to to Leo Rush and Yo. Um, so Leo and Yo do have that tiebreaker over them right now. Um, so there's um five more matches, or excuse me, four more matches left in the Junior Tag League. So they they gotta you know try and continue to win and hope that they can either uh, that Leo and Yo start losing so that they can advance, or hope that they can continue to tie with them so that that way they can get into the finals that way. Yeah, I can see. I can see they might have to do tiebreakers towards the end of the night, but I think Bull Club is going to be in the fi- at least the top running in the group there. Yeah. Um, so moving on, we have Alex Zane and L. Lindemann also with eight points, four and one. On night one, they defeated Kevin Knight and Kushida. On night three, they lost to Cats 2 2. On night four, they defeated Clark Connors and Reese Gucci. On night six, they defeated Dick Togo and Cho. And then on night seven, they defeated the Flying Tiger team of Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask. I do. I like this team. I think they're going by Sauce Hearts. I believe that's what they're going by. I like the their match has been good. That Ball Hips one. Not really a big fan of the match. I did like the spot where Connors was trying to take Alex saying to the back with tacos. I did laugh and that was pretty funny, but <laughs> it still never got the job done. Their catch twenty two match was pretty good. I would I, I would check that out if you want to cherry pick. And then the Kevin Knight Kashi match was pretty good as well for a ten minute match. Yeah, probably uh, I would agree a few of the best out of this stretch well, would be the the catch two two match. Uh, went 18 minutes 56 seconds from uh, night three. That was um, a lot of fun. And, you know, Zane and Lindemann, they have been gelling really well together as well. Um, L. Lindemann, he dyed his hair red. He has uh, the blue and red font on his trunks, and they're both wearing uh, red uh, wrist tape. Like you mentioned, yeah, they've been going by um, the Sauce Hearts, and um, Zane and Lindemann do have experience working together before. Uh, with Zane, he's done some great shows, so he's and he's teamed up with Strong Hearts before. And in the past, um, Shima has said that Zane is a uh, honorary member of the Strong Hearts, so made sense for uh, for him to team up with Lindemann in this tournament. But yeah, they're gelling together with the looks, and uh, you know, Lindemann and Zane were two of the guys who got over um, pretty big um, in the best Super Juniors this year, so. Getting them together, you got a, a hot bay face tag team here. Um, Zane just continues to um, get over with the Japanese audience, and he's doing the same stuff he was doing in uh, Best Super Juniors. You know, the going out and exploring the culture, immersing himself in the culture, eating lots of 
uh, Japanese cuisine and you know he's getting tons of just um, love from the fans you know the one night where he was on commentary for the World Tag League you had a, a bunch of fans that were like waving to him like the whole night when he was on commentary um, he's still getting you know tons of people trying to do the meet and greets and meet him and um, behind him so uh, he's uh, becoming very popular getting very over just like he was in the best super juniors and uh, he's a welcome addition. I think that he's going to be great in the junior division, even though I know it looks like he's a little bit bigger <laughs> than a junior, but uh, he's, he's a ton of fun to watch. Yeah, I've been impressed with saying I've been watching his work in WWE when he's early starting, GCW here in New Japan, New Japan Strong, the best super juniors. Makes me hungry every time he talks about Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't but the wall hips match, I wasn't a big fan of the match, but I, I did laugh when Connor's trying to get him to go away with the tacos, and the Lindemann's like, no, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah that, that was a pretty uh, funny matchup there. And, uh, yeah, these are, again, another really solid team here, solid new team. And, again, you know, if you, you love the flips, you love the high flying, again, this is another team to look out for because these guys are – um, you know, having fast pace, high flying matchup, and something else we forgot to mention. Um, with this uh, junior tag team tour, they they have the barricade removed from ringside, like they do for um, best of the super juniors, which has been able to allow these guys to really fly around and move around there on the outside. So yeah, Zane and and Lindemann are two guys that are taking advantage of that and, and flying all around uh, a lot of big. Topes to uh, to the outside there. Um, so yeah, this team's looking really good. Yeah, I I like this team. No, I wouldn't mind seeing. They'll probably be in the running for the finals. I think there's only five teams, or most of them are still in the running, except for two. But I can see them being in the final, if not at least top three or four in the finals there. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for them, yeah, they they had a, a very tough loss there against the, the champs in uh, catch two two, which. I think will be uh, going very strong um, into the last few nights of the tournament. So that, that was a tough tiebreaker loss there. Um, but again, they're still four and one. Um, there's there's still uh, four matches left, so they they have time to kind of advance their lead more and, and get into a good position to where they can get into the finals. Yeah, I can see them. If they don't fans, it's probably going to be off a tiebreaker, or if they lose the next. They got four matches left, I believe they have left. Yeah. Yeah, four matches left. I could see if they don't win the rest of them, I guess if or they do, it would be by tiebreaker. I imagine they probably won't advance. Yeah, we'll have to see how it, it all plays out. But for right now, in a good position, they gotta make sure that they um they're gonna have to get they have some tough opponents left. Um they they still have to face um Ace Austin and Chris Bay, they still got to face uh, Leo Rush and Yo. So two guys that are, two teams that are on top there, they also still got to face um, Bushi and Teton. So they have a lot of tough, they have a tough um, second half of the tournament here for them. So they're, they're going to have to pick up a lot of important wins um, this next week or so. Yeah, I can, I'm excited for those matches. I love the Saint Austin match from the best Super Juniors match this year. I would love to see them run it back again single, same with Honestly, I was actually facing anybody one-on-one. Yeah, Zane, he, he's a, a ton of fun uh, to wrestle, and I just feel like working in New Japan, 
um, has helped um, just tighten his game up and uh, made him a, a better overall performer. Yeah, I, I think him leaving WWE was the best. Well, I should say leave. He got released, but I think that was the best move for him. I'm glad he's in New Japan. He's got, I can see him with a bunch of matches with like Robbie Eagles. I can see him with uh, TJP, Akira, Kushida. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Wouldn't mind seeing seeing in uh, Ace Austin around the back, same with Chris Bay, if they want to keep him past World Tag or Super Junior Tag League. Same with Al Lindemann. He's always, I love them in Best Super Juniors. He was great. I could, he's got good matches. I wouldn't mind seeing him and Doki meeting in New Japan. Yeah, there's a ton you could do with Alex Lane. He's very kind of similar to Leo Rush, where it's kind of a you know a great addition to the division. There's a ton of fresh matchups you can do. Uh, we mentioned Zane. He's getting over the Japanese crowds. Love him. He he's um, become a star there. So I think he's a guy that um, you know if he can continue to quote unquote make the junior weight, he's a guy that could be a future uh, IWGP Junior Champion. Oh, I can see. I seen a couple comments about him saying how he's too tall for the junior division. But I mean, Tramperetta was tall. He was in the junior division, and then I could I, I could see saying having a junior title run. In the future, yeah, I think that'd be um, a lot of fun. And then talk about his sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> well, Japan talk about retweeted him, so I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't like he's like one of the only people that that Twitter account's following, right? <laughs> yeah, I love Taco Bell, but not as much as Alex Zane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody loves Taco Bell as much as Alex Zane does. Well, that's he's got the taco driver, he's got the cinnamon twist, he's yeah, got Baja Blast. Baja Blast yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a big fan of saying he's been impressed with me the last couple of years. I like, like I said, like he's got all these good matches, like beat Robert Eagles, Teton, Bush, Bushy, Doki, Chris Babe. They want to keep him past Super Junior Tag League. It's just, it's just for fresh air. It's just instead of the same matches over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, Fun fact, I almost could have had a, a backyard match with Alex Zane um, back in the day. Um, so Alex Zane is from uh, Florida and wrestled for a, a backyard promotion here uh, called ACW, which uh, my backyard promotion was starting to kind of work with, and I was doing some stuff with there. Um, but I think Zane was doing going more pro by the time I was started doing some stuff with ACW. So. It, sometime, it, sometime there could have been a John Juris, um Alex Zane <laughs> matchup, but it didn't happen. Oh, there we go. I, I, <laughs> I, I want to see that now. <laughs> there we go. I know he did GCW backyard there, and there's just that's how I first seen him was that video where he did the bleed was a six thirty over the top. I was like, oh my god, where's this dude been? Yeah, so when they do that that GCW backyard show, like he's he's doing his character that he was doing here in the in the Florida, the backyard scenes and ACW and stuff. He's been a pre- I seen that video. I was like, oh, he'd be perfect in that junior division. And then two couple years later, he's was in best super juniors. I've been impressed. I'm a big fan of his work. I I can see him with a junior title run or even a tag title run with Al Lindemann. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the, the next team, um, Bushi and Teton representing Los Ingobernables de Japón. Also another team with eight points, uh, four wins and one loss. And of course, these guys are coming off, um, you know, a heated rivalry with catch two, two and failing to win the junior tag team title. So they got a big 
chip on their shoulder and really want to win this league to get another crack at uh, catch 2-2 in a title match. Um, so on night one, they lost to the Bullet Club team of Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Then they went on a, a stretch of winning streak there. So on night three, they defeated uh, Wild Hips of Connors and Gucci. Night four, they defeated Catch 2-2. Night six, they defeated Kevin Knight and Gushida. And then on night seven, they defeated Doki and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. I like LJ. If, if they could Teton didn't join, I think Haruma, if he wasn't the junior heavyweight tall pitcher, I think he could have been with Bushi. I'm surprised he's actually haven't held the junior tag titles with them. I know Bushi's held it with Shingo, but I mean, Hiromu, I like Hiromu, but I think he needs a break from the junior heavyweight title. He should go after the junior tag title. But him and Teton, Bushi and Teton have been impressive. I like the Bullet Club match. The Cash 22 match was good as well. The Suzuki Goon LAJ was actually pretty fun. I, that was a fun match. They got their LAJ win back from Cash 22 after losing at Battle Autumn after failing the Cash 3 Junior Tag Titles. I think they'll be in the finals. I know I'm going to say that a lot, but t- some of these teams here, but I, I could see them in the finals, if not maybe third or fourth place, maybe 12, 14 mm-hmm. points. Yeah, and especially with, with this league, we're seeing a lot of, there's a lot of top teams, and they've all been booked. Um, pretty strong. We have a lot of teams here that are, are four and one, um, and like we mentioned, they they were just recently in the tag team title picture. And like you mentioned, they got their win back um, over Catch Two Two um, this week as well. So even if they don't win the league, they have that win now over the the current champion. So even if they don't win, I can see them weaseling their way into the title match because they, they beat the champs during um, league action. And actually, now that I think of it, because of that, they're, they're probably not going to, to win the league, um, but they'll use that win to get their title match. Um, but the, they're definitely going to be booked strong, continuing to go forward. Yeah, exactly. I agree with what you're saying there. I can. That's why I can see I can't see them going to the finals, they like if they don't, I can see them at after the finals say, hey, we beat you guys. We want our shot at the junior tag titles. They'll probably do a multi man at the at the dome. But I like the I like the Teton Bushi uh team. See this was a CMML, they probably do two out three falls for the titles. They both got one win each. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that'd be um a lot of fun to do that because yeah, I think Bushi and Teton, you know, they for only teaming in such a short time period, they have gelled really well together. I'll see Bushi having um you know some experience in CMLL and some lucha, you know some lucha libre experience, and Teton I'll see a full time CMLL guy, and I'll see Lij has that whole kind of lucha vibe going for it, so he fits in with Lij and him and Bushi. Um, have been gelling really well together and having some very fun and entertaining matches. You know, all their matches are kind of in that that ten minute range, so they're, they're not out there super long. And they're I think they they make the most of the minutes they have. They do a lot of um, you know high spots, high flying. I, I like their double team you know finish where they hit the the, the code breaker into the the double stomp that uh, Teton does. Um, so yeah, they they looked really good here. Yeah, I like them. They're my the longest matches he was with actually the champs of fourteen forty. I I do like you said, I do like their double team of the co breaker Angel and Moral. I think that's what he calls it. That's what I seen on the New Japan site. 
but like we were saying, I could see them at the if they don't make to the finals, I could see them coming out and say, "Hey, we I, we beat you in the league. Like we want our shots again." Yeah, I think that's probably the most likely scenario. Because yeah, look at Wrestle Kingdom. We got a, a one night card. You want to try and get as much people on that card as possible. When you look back to previous one night cards, there's been a usually a, a three way or four way. Um, Tag team title match So like we see it here There's a lot of teams that are right now Four and one so there's a a lot of like Tiebreaker scenarios that could happen Um, And you have Bushi and Teton they picked that's a very important win for them Beating catch 2-2 Like we said they can use that win to um, Find their way in the title match and then You have a lot of other teams here That could end up in a Tie scenario where they Could have a claim to be in the title match and we could end up with a, a three-way or four-way. Yeah, I know. I think I know one year Super Junior, I know they did the top three, but I don't think they'll do a triple threat. I mean, they might. It's New Japan. Who knows? But I think they're, I think they always hit two, but if they do multiple points, I could see them maybe doing a multi-man finals. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a, a multi-man final, but I will think like, um, Whoever's in the final, like I think somebody will win, um, and then th- that's their claim to be in the title match. And then like Bushi and Teton could say, "Well, we beat Cash Two Two, and then you, you make the, the title match at the Tokyo Dome, the three way." I can see that. I mean, the the yearly uh, multi or multi man tag title match. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing. That's the one thing I don't like about single blocks. It, it kind of creates the scenario or excuse to. To get people in into matches without winning the leagues, yeah, I I kind of wished it went back to two blocks. I mean, they got ten teams. I guess you got two more, do six teams each block. That's the I think. But world, I mean, world tag league, they could stay single block if they wanted. But I think Super Junior, I think they should have went two blocks. Yeah, and I think you know, going forward, I guess it depends on how they want to do these tours. I mean, if they're going to continue to do this as a combined tour. Uh, they'll probably continue to do single blocks for both, but if they go back to each tournament having its own tour, I feel like there are enough teams now, especially with like the the AEW connection and their partnership with CMLL, um, and just uh, teams on New Japan Strong. I feel like they have so many avenues where they could fill up uh, two blocks for both leagues, but I guess it just depends on how they want to. Book the year out and book the book the tours going forward. Exactly, if, like with what we were saying with AEW, like if they were doing two blocks, I could see like Top Flight, their junior tag team, and if you want to bring the Impact guys, you could see you could bring Motor Machine Guns or somebody from Strong like Bear Brown, and maybe get an honorary member of Straight Dog Army, or you could do Adrian Quest, maybe. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a ton of juniors. Um, on strong and AEW, and then even on the heavyweight side, like you mentioned earlier, West Coast Wrecking Crew. Um, there's so many other teams that they have access to that I think would be great if they want to expand, um, go back to doing two blocks for for both um, tournaments. But it, they might like doing this combined um, thing here. We saw it last year was the best Super Juniors that was combined with World Tag League, so. Uh, it, it might be easier for them to just combine the tours and not go back to the double blocks, but we'll we'll see what they do. Wait and see. I can see Rocker, our your good friend Rocky Romero making a comeback. 
Yeah, I mean, Rocky just had his 40th birthday, and last time we talked to him, he said that he was going to, you know, try and win the junior title and get back in the mix. So, yeah, hopefully, um, you know, I thought that him and Yo were going to be the ones uh, being teamed up together, but, yeah, they pulled out um, Leo Rush, which I've been, I'm enjoying them. So, yeah, we'll see if Rocky uh, ends up um, coming back to Japan anytime soon, if he's going to get in the mix with the junior tag stuff. I mean, he has been teaming a lot with... Uh, Rapungi Vice has been back together, uh, him and uh, Trent. So yeah, maybe him and Trent come over and do some stuff. I can I can see that. Or you could do Orange Cat or Dan Housen or Marrow if he wasn't going with Yo. Yeah, if you want to stick with a Junior, yeah, him and Orange Cassidy that that could be kind of fun. I just talk myself up for next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a look at the next team here. The current IWGP junior tag team champions catch two two TJP and Francesco Akira again another team here with eight points four wins and one loss so the champs here they on night one they defeated Leo Rush and Yo on night three they defeated uh, Alexander L. Lindemann on night four like we mentioned that's where they lost to Bushi and Teton on night six, uh, they defeated Flying Tiger of Eagles and Tiger Mask. And then on night seven, they defeated the House of Torture team of Dick Togo and Show. Love this team. TJP, like, it don't matter what his personal pants are. I think he's good in the ring. I'm not, like, the biggest fan of TJP, but, I mean, I can respect his in-ring work. Akira, I'm a big fan of. I've watched... Some of his stuff in all Japan and when he came to New Japan. I like that like we talked about the chaos with Rush and Yo, I like their match. I, I would recommend that one. And then the LAJ match was excellent. Same with Saint Lindemann. Flying Tigers was actually pretty good. The only match I could not get into was the House of Torture. I found that was just too much interference. Yeah, there were also yeah, there was a lot of interference in in that House of Torture match. Um, but again, the the only reason I'm, I was fine with it is because it, everything backfired. You did have um, uh, Evil and Yujiro running out in that match, but then Aussie Open came out to fight off Evil and Yujiro. So, um, and we'll t- we'll talk about Show and Dick Togo, but I mean they're experiencing the same luck that Evil and Yujiro are face are facing in the World Tag League where. They're they're trying all their House of Torture shenanigans, but it's just not working. So I think it makes the teams look very smart to, you know, scout these guys and have plans, you know, to have Aussie open, locked and loaded and ready to go to to stop evil in Ujiro. Um So I, I think having that made that match better. Um, like we mentioned, the Leo Rush and Yo match um, from night one wasn't a great matchup. Definitely recommend um, watching that. Uh, the Zane and Lindemann, I mean, Catch 2-2, I would say, uh, is probably my favorite team um, right now in the league. And overall to watch, I mean, pretty much all their matches are in that um, three-and-a-half to four-star range. And they just go out there every night. They're super over. And just like with Aussie Open and Great Okan and Hanare, they have Gideon Gray um, doing the, the announcing for them. And they, you know, they turned um, Akira's, you know, uh Kira chant into a catch two two catch two two and that's been getting over uh with the crowds um as well so yeah this team is just they've just gelled so well together in, in the last couple of months um this high pay like you mentioned tjp 
Yeah, regardless of what he says on Twitter or the dumb things he does, like in ring, he is a, a great professional wrestler. And him and Akira have just been killing it in this tournament night after night. Like they are the match. Like they're the team to watch. They they always put on good stuff. Yeah, I like the. Well, I mean, I, the House of Torch match wasn't too bad. I like when Evo and Yerjo had Gideon Gray and Ozzy Alvin came out and they're like telling Gray to move and then they basically just kidnap them to the back. Yeah. Yeah, and Gideon's just like, well, we got it. It's good. You like, I like Gideon Gray. He needs to stay out there all the time. Yeah, dude. This Gideon Gray, man, this man is earning his paycheck, especially on the nights where there's, um, it's both World Tagley and Junior Tagley. He's out there three times doing the, doing the ring announcing for you know all three of the teams uh, representing in, in both leagues here. Um, so yeah, he's getting his money's worth, and he's getting on camera a lot. But hey, the the crowds they love him. You know, he comes out and there's Gideon, Gideon. You know, big Gideon chants from the crowd, and, and they're digging him and. Like Josh and I have been saying, like Gideon Gray is one of the, the best managers going um, in wrestling today. Uh, just everything that he's doing is just, you know, he just has this, you know, this, this, this you know, shy, you know, grit, sly grin on his face, and just this cocky arrogance, and his little little wave that he does to the crowd, and his ring announcements. Like, just everything about him is perfect. He's a, he's a perfect heel manager, and he's the perfect thing. Uh, perfect addition to United Empire. Oh, it, uh, next up commentary during the matches or send with Kevin Kelly to make him mad. Oh yeah. Like I know like there's been a delay on uh, English commentary for these shows. Kevin went back home um, for Thanksgiving for the U S um, so we had, we've had no live English. It's been on delay. So I've been watching most of this stuff in, in Japanese, but uh, I'm thinking. I was thinking the other day too. I'm like, yeah, Gideon Gray's there. He does commentary in Rev Pro. Like, why not have Gideon like do um, English commentary? Like, that would be great. Oh, sorry, Kevin Kelly, but put, put Gideon Gray with you. That that that's gold. Or even during a ringside, just when they're having the matches, just sit there with the microphone the whole time. Yeah, Gray on commentary would would be money, especially if he's commentating during a uh, United Empire match. I just get like Don Callis vibes when Don would commentate um, Kenny matches. Yes. Um, so yeah, catch two two. They have been great. They're the champs right now. They're also uh, four and one. So they're up there um, with uh, Bushi and Teton, Zayn and Lindemann, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, and Leo Rush and Yo. Um, so I'll see you know losing to Bushi and Teton. Um, that's a, a very important loss here, like we mentioned, because that that equals title implications for Bushi and Teton, and that's also a, a potential um, tiebreaker that could hurt uh, Catch Two Two um, coming down the stretch there. Um, but they still have uh, four more matches, and it seems like you know a lot of the uh, tougher teams. It seems like they've you know faced a lot of the tough teams so far, so they might have a little bit of an easier. Uh, road for their their last four matches. Oh yeah, they got it easy. I thought they would be um actually undefeated. I thought they win. Excuse me, their all their uh, long mat every match there, but you got to lose one somewhere. It's a little surprise. It was a little early. I thought it'd be towards the end there. Yeah, I think they they really wanted to give um, Bushi and Teton that win back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think that they're going to 
you know, only be stuck with one loss. I think they will lose a couple more times. I could see them ending up um, potentially six and three, so that would end them with uh, twelve points if that if that happens. I can see that. Uh, we did have a question here, uh, more of an observe observation actually from a Reddit user Grunty Dodds. He says. Not so much a question, but an observation you may have missed while trying to keep up on the shows. In the backstage interviews from night two, Lord Gideon cuts a promo saying catch 2-2 is better than the following teams. And then listing a series of former junior tag champs ending with Generation Me. Last week, Josh seemed to be quasi-joking about the Bucks inserting themselves into Wrestle Kingdom. And this certainly doesn't lower the odds. Um, So yeah, I did see that backstage promo. Yeah, Gideon Gray saying yeah, catch 2-2 is better than you know, Rapungi Vice and um, you know, No Remorse Corp, and he's listing all these other you know former top junior tag teams in the ends of Generation Me, which is um, the Young Bucks. That was their Impact Wrestling uh, tag team name. Um, so again, kind of throwing out hints um, that the, the Young Bucks could be involved, um, come Wrestle Kingdom and, and insert themselves. Um, in a matchup, I mean, the last time the Bucks were in New Japan, they um, moved up the heavyweight and they they you know, they won the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Title. So I have a hard thing that they would end would come back and, and go back to um, the junior division and face the junior tag champs, especially because there's such big stars. I think you would want them in a, a bigger matchup uh, on the card. But I would love to see them um, against Catch Two Two though. Oh, I can definitely see them having a match with Catch 2-2. I actually wouldn't mind that, either on AEW or in New Japan. Yeah, that, that would be um, a lot of fun. Also here, yeah, with, with Gideon Gray, you know, teasing uh, Generation Me. I don't know if that's him just kind of trolling and just, you know, just trying to say that his team, you know, just trying to solidify the fact that Catch 2-2 is better than all those former teams or... If they are setting up something, obviously his guy, um, Will Ospreay, is facing Kenny Omega. So I don't know if that's just a dig to kind of help build that feud. Or, yeah, if we are going to see uh, the Bucks come in. I mean, I think a, a bigger match you would probably be like the Bucks um, against maybe like Ocon and Jeff Cobb. Um, or, or one of the, the heavyweight United Empire teams. Um, Aussie Open's probably going to be busy. Uh, but but again, a match with Catch Two Two, like you said, would be uh, a lot of fun. I would I would love to see that. So, but it, it would kind of kind of kill the league though if you you have this grueling tournament and then you know the end of the night, you know the Bucks just come out and are like you know we're here, forget the tournament. <laughs> yeah, knowing the Young Bucks, they probably would do that. <laughs> But we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on uh, Gideon Gray's promos. We'll see if he mentions them again and see what um, the potential of them facing off against um, any of the United Empire come Wrestle Kingdom. Um, So let's move on here to the next team um, coming in with four points. um, Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask Flying Tiger. They're two and three. So on night one, they lost, or excuse me, night one, they defeated the House of Torture team of Dick Togo and Show. Night three, they lost to Leo Rush and Yo. On night four, they defeated Doki and Kanamaru. On night six, they lost to Catch 2 2. And then on night seven, they lost to Alex Zane and L. Lindemann. 
I've been impressed with these former <clears throat> junior tag champs. Well, Tiger Mask has been in the New Japan for years. I've I like the chaos match. That one was pretty good. The Suzuki go Suzuki Goon one was pretty fun. The Cash Twenty Two ones, all their matches have been pretty fun. A little surprising they're at four points. I thought maybe they'd be maybe six or eight by now, but they'll probably catch up with a couple more wins here, and then they'll probably be at the ten to twelve point range. Yeah, like you mentioned, they are former um, IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. I think they're a, a very underrated tag team. Um, obviously, a lot of people see Tiger Mask, and they're kind of like, you know, he's a you know grumpy Tiger Mask. He's a, he's a New Japan dad. He, he eats a lot of losses. But um, when he's in there for Robbie Eagles, it's just kind of a, it looks weird on paper, but they've gelled together really well um, last year. Like Also, they, they won the titles, and so they, they've become um, a solid team here. Um, but I think with them only being at four points right now, it shows just how strong this league is this year and just how many top teams are in this tournament that uh, you have former tag champs who are only um, at four points right now after uh, five nights of league action. Um, but again, like you said, I, I feel like they're they're going to pick up some more wins. There's, there's still five matches left. Um, or, for the, excuse me, four matches left for them, so they could end up with uh, being six and three, um, and ending up with twelve points, and um, being in a situation where they could uh, squeaking in the finals if they if they could win um, their last four matches. But if they do lose one more, I think they're pretty much going to be um, out of the running. Yeah, I think one or two more. I think they're mathematically eliminated, but I I can see them getting. At least eight to ten point, maybe twelve at the most. I don't really see them being in the finals. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like, I like the team um, of Eagles and Tiger Mask, but yeah, I do have a hard time just at the top of the teams there that are all four and one right now. Um, I have a hard time seeing uh, Flying Tiger getting past any of those teams right now and getting into a final spot, but because um, they were the former champs and um, great team, I definitely think they're going to end up uh, towards the top of the block, either, like you said, of uh, 10 or 12 points. I can't see them at the finals, but I think they'll get the 12 points at the most. Yeah, and, and, they, and they've been a solid team. There really hasn't been any story elements really with them. Uh, just working hard to try and win the tournament. Um, and like you mentioned, it's, they've had a lot of really just um, fun matchups. I would say a lot of their matches kind of are, are in that three and a half um, star range. I mean, they've only been most of their matches are only are ten minutes or so, um, so it's kind of quick, quick bang, bang um, action. Robbie Eagles uh, flipping all over the place, doing his uh, senton um, tope, and I would say probably my favorite match. Um, would probably be the catch two two match that happened on uh, night six. Yeah, that one I I like that one too on night six. That catch that was my favorite one so far. Nice. Uh, well, let's take a look now at the the Wild Hips team of Rizuki Gucci and the Wild Rhino Clark Connor. So they're also. At four points with two wins, three losses. Night one, they defeated Doki and Kanamaru. Night three, they lost to Bushi and Teton. Night four, they lost to 
Alex Zane and Lindemann on night six. They lost to Ace Austin and Chris Bay. And then on night seven, they defeated Kevin Knight and Kushida. So I'm not surprised to have four points. Well, Taguchi can't get into his stake anymore. We're, we're probably never going to get big match Taguchi anymore. Probably just be like Yano to just be a comedy wrestler. I can see them getting one more win, but I don't think they'll get any harder than six points. Yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of filling a role of kind of a, a comedy uh, tag team here. Um, and doing a lot of goofiness, like you mentioned, in, in the, the the match against Zayn and Lindemann, pulling the taco out of the trunk to try and lure um, Alex Zane to the backstage and, and get a, a loss there. Uh, but also that that backfired, and they've also been uh, bringing out like Sapporo beer out to the matches and, and been drinking like beers like before the match, or, like in the, in the middle of the matches. So. It's it's been kind of a funny ha ha kind of thing for these guys and doing a lot of kind of funny antics throughout the match, which is fine. But I think for me, a little disappointing for somebody like Clark Connors, um, who I feel like showed a lot um, during that um, All Atlantic four way at uh, Forbidden Door um, in this past summer for the AEW New Japan show, and he got over pretty big with that crowd and got a good crowd reaction there. And I feel like he's a guy that could be a future star for New Japan and especially be a standout in this junior division because he, he doesn't do a ton of flips. He's more of a, a power guy. Um, and so it, it kind of stinks that he's being kind of saddled in this comedy role. And, the, and the, he's doing the comedy well, which is good and bad because then if he, you know, the more he does the comedy well, they might try to stick him in comedy roles, um, which I, I would rather see him in a more serious role and be pushed very strongly. I can too. Like I can see Clark Con- I think he needs I hope that it's just a one time thing for the tour, but after that I think Clark Connor should just go on his own. Yeah, but he ha- he has been um killing people with the pounce um during this tour. Like he's been hitting some of the best pounces I've been seeing. Um the, the Chris Bay one and uh there was somebody else, I think it might have been Robbie Eagles where he hit them with the pounce, and they're just like floating in the air perfectly, and then they come crashing down. Um, so he's been hitting that move um, really good, and yeah, overall, I mean, not too much to really you know talk about with this team. I mean, it's a lot of the Gucci antics with the, the pants being pulled down and uh, the butt stuff, and them drinking the beer and all that kind of stuff. So. I mean, if you if you like the Gucci, you like the funny ha ha. I mean, they're they're a team to watch. But uh, I mean, if you're cherry picking, I mean, there's not really a ton of their matches. I would say, you know, go out of your way to watch. No, like I, I mean, I like some fart jokes and butt jokes and stuff, but the Gucci just doesn't too much. But honestly, with their matches, I there's not really much I can recommend going out to see. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think which one was my favorite out of the ones they've had. Um, let's see here. I mean, I would probably say if if, he, if somebody had to watch one, I would probably say maybe the uh, maybe the night seven match with Kevin Knight and Kushida because I felt like that one was a little bit more serious. Um, besides that, I think the rest of it is kind of skippable, or you, or you can kind of just see the highlights for those. Yeah, that I think with Wild Hips, I think that one you can just see highlights, honestly. 
All right, let's move on to the next team here. We're winding down on this junior tag league. Um, next team, Kushida and Kevin Knight with two points, uh, one win and four loss. So on night one, they lost to Zane and Lindemann. On night three, they defeated the House of Torture, uh, Dick Togo and Cho. On night four, they lost to Leo Rochigno. Night six, they lost to Bushi and Teton. Night seven, like we mentioned, they lost to actually on uh, night seven, they defeated uh, Kevin Knight and Kushida. I like the team. I'm a little surprised for at only at two points. Although, and I'm also a little surprised they lost to Wild Hips today. I thought they actually would get a win over them. But where Kevin Knight's still the young line, he'd, he'd be the pin eater. But I hope I, I, I could see. Uh, them staying as a team after the tour, yeah, especially after the the night seven show where they where they lost to Connors and Gucci on the night seven, we had uh, Kevin Knight coming out in new gear, um, wearing like some orange like uh, track pants looking uh, kind of gimmick, and um, it seems like he has um, graduated from the LA Dojo um, in the middle of this tour, so now he. He has gear now. He's fully embracing his uh, jet nickname, um, and he's wearing the the orange colors. So he, he looks like he's you know matching um, Kushida there, and looks like they're kind of forming, you know, um, almost like a new um, time splitters here. Um, but yeah, that was kind of cool moment there for him to to graduate and you know kind of get his gimmick. And overall, he's been very impressive on this tour. He has an incredible drop kick. We talked about this last week um, when we were reviewing historic crossover uh, with Fritz Latta and James Boyd, and we were talking about that opening match with um, the, the LA Dojo Noge Dojo and just how incredible his drop kick is. And even um, Shibata has said, um, you know, there, there's a lot of money to be made with um, Kevin Knight's drop kick. Um, you know, it's you look, you look at Okada's drop kick and the pop that gets, and like just the height that. Um, Knight's drop kick is like he's gonna make money with that, and you know, Rich Lada was saying, you know, there's Kazuchika Okada, and then there's Kevin Knight. Um, so Knight has he's been super impressive, um, on this tour, even though they, they've lost a ton of matches. Of course, you, you expect that from somebody, um, as a young lion. Um, but it's gonna be interesting to see, um, how the rest of their tournament goes going forward now that he has, um, graduated and has a gimmick. Um, interesting, I know he, it looks like he's been doing like a lot of. Lucha Libre type of maneuvers um, in this matchup, a lot of the kind of the dives and, and the flips and a lot of the kind of the rope walking stuff. Um, so that's, that's been a lot of fun for him um, seeing him do that stuff too. Yeah. I didn't impress him with Kevin Knight, especially on strong. Uh, he seen on Twitter. He, they said they gra- he graduated mid tour, but I, I think they'll stick together after the tour. I think they'll be the new, like you said, new times or come the time jet splitters. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, a lot of people have been kind of questioning, you know, what is happening with Kushida, what they're going to do. And, um, I mean, this this could be a good thing uh, to do with Kushida and Kevin Knight to uh, establish, you know, another a new junior tag team and kind of have Kushida bring Kevin Knight under his wing um, to do something there and kind of have, like, like we said, kind of a new time splitter. Or, I mean, it could be the catalyst for a Kushida heel turn um, you, you could have, you know, Kushida at the end of this tour be frustrated uh, over the, the losses um, with Kevin Knight, and then you, you think that he's going to, you know, form this new team and kind of take him under his wing, but he gets frustrated 
um, and, and turns on him, and then you get a, a feud that way. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see which way they go. Um, but for right now, I mean, because she has such a, a strong baby face, um, I, I think they might go the, the, the time splitters route um, with them. Uh, but it, it could go either way. But it, it'll be. There seems this seems a lot of fun to watch. They've had a lot uh, of really fun matchups, and uh, we did have a question here um, from Twitter um, from uh, Philip Demon Powell at Terry's Boy. He says, "What do you guys think Kevin Knight's ceiling is in the junior division? Could he be a future IWGP Junior Champion?" I think he could be a future Junior Boy Champ. I I've been impressed with him. Uh, his draw kicks, Okada, you got some competition with Kevin Knight for beautiful draw kicks. And his ceiling, I could probably see him probably not like Harum, not the ace of the division, but he'd probably be like maybe like the top three or four in there. Yeah, I mean, I think he has um, definitely a spot in that junior division. I feel like he could be, um, you know, one of the top forms in that division. You know, we've talked about this before on the show that. The junior division is one in New Japan that's usually built off the the backbone of uh, foreign stars. You look in the past, you had guys like Will Ospreay and, and Ricochet as the the top guys, and Dragon Lee. You had a lot of top foreigners that really helped carry that division. And for guys, uh, for guys like Hiromu and Taiji Shimori to face off against, um, so I feel like Kevin Knight can slide in that role. I mean, I feel like that's. We've been, we've been kind of missing that um, other top foreigner, and we, we've had um, Robbie Eagles who's done a great job. Um, but you know, with Osprey um, moving to heavyweight, Ricochet going to um, WWE, um, Dragon Lee um, not being able to come back. I mean, it, it opened up a lot of spots to get uh, you know more foreigners in, and so I think Kevin Knight can fill one of those top foreigner spots. He's, he's a fresh face. Um, Super athletic, super fast, with a lot of great um, dives, and he's incorporating that lucha libre stuff. And like we talked about, the the incredible drop kick. So, yeah, I, I think in due time, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I, I think he definitely can be a future junior champion. Um, but I think you know, the more he works Japan, um, he's going to continue to get better. And he's yeah, I think he's going to be um, a face of Univision. And it, with his height and size, I think he eventually. Um, could also, you know, surpass junior division and, and become a heavyweight. I could, I could see him be a junior champ, and I could also, I don't think he'd be like the ace, like the Tanahashi, the junior division, but I think he'd be like the main guys in the future. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so really fun uh, team to watch um, in this tour. Um, I would say the my favorite match for them from this week. Uh, would probably be the match um, from night four against uh, Leo Rush and Yo. I did the, so if I had to pick three, that would be one, like no in order. The IJ one was pretty fun. I like that one. And I'd say the same, the Sauce Hearts one would be my third. Out of those, like for matches with them, that would be the three I'd go check out. <laughs> yeah. Um, then the last team here, uh, House of Tortures, Show and Dick Togo. They are uh, dead last place. Well, tied in last place, actually. Uh, with Actually, there's one more team after them. So they're tied in last place here with zero points, zero and five. So on night one, 
They lost to Flying Tiger on night three. They lost to Kevin Knight and Gushida on night four. They lost to Ace Austin Chris Bay on night six. They lost to Zane Lindeman. And then on night seven, they lost to Catch 2 2. So, like I said, I'm, I'm not a big fan of how it's tortured. They can go away. But the interference, it's for something like the Catch Line 2. It's just too. It's just getting too much, but I get where the story's going. They're trying to like attack them for the match, try to get Evil and Yudro to come out, but it fails every time. But I'm just—it's just too much. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very similar story here with um, Show and Dick Togo with Evil and Yudro, where these guys they're they're trying to cheat every match, they're trying to do the interference, they're, tr- they're trying to get the run-ins going, and it's just backfiring every night. There's miscommunications. Uh, especially with Show and Dick Togo, they're 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 kind of having something similar to like uh, Kid and Coglin, where they're they're bumping into each other, um, and it's not they're not used to teaming on you know two and two together, and so they're having a lot of mishaps. The the, the interference and cheating is backfiring, so um, that's what's caused them to be zero um, five. So pretty much uh, mathematically eliminated at this point. Um, there, there's four matches left, so I mean they, they could end four and five, but. They would have to hope that everybody that's four and one right now loses, um, and hope that they have some kind of tiebreaker, which I don't think they do at this point because they they've pretty much lost um, to a lot of the top top teams. Like they've they've already lost to Catch Two Two, they've lost to Zayn and, and Lindemann, they've lost to Ace Austin and Chris Bay, which are uh, you know three of the the teams that are four and one. So they've already lost to majority of those teams. So. They have a a very tough road ahead of them of getting points and you know trying to be in contention. Like I don't think they're going to win, um, so they're going to they're going to be just like Evil and Udrow. They're they're going to be playing spoiler. I think they're going to stop some team from from advancing into the finals. That's what I think too. I think they're just going to play spoiler. They'll probably get a shocking win over one of the teams with the eight points. Yeah, that that can definitely happen. Um, but I mean, I, I do like this story here. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of House of Torture, and you know, Josh and I have, have you know given our opinions on them and, and buried them when when it's needed. But I do think you know the whole story here of you know all the teams have these guys scouted. They they know that the interference is coming. They know the cheating is coming, and all the teams have been able to outsmart them, outwit them, and outwrestle them. Um, and it, it's made the, the baby faces look smarter, and it's made other heels, um, you know, just more crafty than them. Um, so I feel like it, it's helped elevate um, a lot of the teams in the field, the, the story that they're telling on, on both tournaments with, with both sets of teams. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I get the story, like they're trying to like be the chicken shit heels, and then they're like attacking them for the match or. Backfire, but they're probably going to be playing spoiler this rate. Probably to eliminate like the high teams with like six points or eight points and stuff. They're going to play spoiler towards the end of the tournament. Yeah, um, and so then the other team that is um, with zero points is Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Doki. So they're zero and five on night one. They lost to Wild Hips. Night three, they lost to Bullet Club. Night four, they lost to Flying Tiger. Night six, they lost to Leo Rushinho, and then on night seven, they lost to uh, Bushi and Teton. So I like the combo here, Kamaru, who won the tag league last year with, Des- with Despi. 
Uh, well, surprised they lost to Wild Hips, and then I'm not really surprised they lost to the other good teams. I mean, you can't win all. I wish they beat uh, Wild Hips, but I mean, <laughs> you figure with Doki in here, they, he was going to be the pin eater in the match, and then but they but they had some fun to great good matches so far this tournament. Yeah, the thing is, like you know, obviously Doki is, is very good. We're we're on, we're on the Doki bandwagon here, and you also know, but Kanemaru, I feel, is a very underrated guy. Um, and, you know, normally it's Kanemaru and Despi that's the teams together, but Despi's in, in the junior four way. Um, so I, I think De- Doki and Kanemaru are a good team. It's just that again, with them being on five, it, it just shows the strength of this tournament of all the top teams in here and the fact that they have not been able to um, get a win yet, uh, which puts them in a very similar role to show and Dick Togo, where I feel like these guys um, are going to end up being spoiler for another team. And, um, you know, again, their only hope is to, to win their next four and, and to get um, to, to four and five. But, you know, again, they've already lost to, to Chris Bay and he's Austin, and They've lost to, Leo Rossignol and Bushi and Teton. So that again, they've lost just like uh show and Dick Togo. They've lost a lot of top teams already, but the, again, unlike uh show Dick Togo, this team, I mean, has had a, a lot of entertaining matches and been very good. You know, we always joke about Doki wanting to show out. He, he doesn't want to go back to slumming it in the, in the dirty Indies in Mexico that he was at, you know, wrestling in those, those mud pits and that he, that he came from, um, from Mexico. Um, so him, him and uh, Katamaru have been working really hard, but they just have not been able to put stuff together to uh, to get a win yet. Yeah, I like the team Katamaru. I wasn't a big fan of him a couple of years ago, but the last year or so, I've been slowly a fan, especially last year with him and Desperado, the short matches and best Super Juniors. But I could see them, like you said, getting about eight points maybe, but I don't think they will. They'll probably get maybe six at the most. Yeah, I can definitely see them getting to that uh that six point range and um you know, yeah, playing spoiler and I mean they're the team that they're, they're gonna have a lot of good matches, but they're just not going to, to win. Um for me, uh my favorite from this week would be the the Bushi and Teton match. Uh, I feel like Doki and Teton um, had a lot of really good um interactions in that match and uh, you know, Doki, he's killing it. He's doing all his, you know, his uh, suplex, say, the Luna and the, the daybreak ET spots, stuff like that, and uh, looking really good. But, yeah, just can't put the, the pieces together. Come on, Doki. <laughs> <laughs> what was your uh, favorite match from this uh, stretch for them? Oh, forgot to say that. Uh, who? So I'll, I'll just go in a three. Matt, I say the LJ one from today. Uh, the chaos match and the bull club one was pretty fun. Yeah, those, those were all uh, really good. And like, yeah, you mentioned earlier too, like Leo and Doki had some um, good interactions and just some, some high speed spots there. Um, so yeah, overall, um, a, a fun team to watch. Um, they're they're not going to win the tournament. They're going to play spoiler. Um, but yeah, good stuff here from uh, Doki and Kanamaru. They've been good. I've, let's hope. Get some points, guys. Come on. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple questions here uh, from Okok890. He says, what teams are your MVPs for each league so far? Ooh. Uh, Super Junior Tag League, Chaos. I can't. They're, they've been excellent. Cash 22. Uh, Austin and Bay. 
but I've been great. Those are probably my top three. LAJ be my fourth. If we're doing top four, that'd be my four so far. World Tag League, Aussie Open, Suzuki Goon, uh, Naito and Sonata, Bishamon. There's so many. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are a lot of really good teams on, on both sides of the league. I mean, if I had to pick uh, one, so for MVP for the Junior Tag League, uh, for me, overall, I, I would go with Catch 2-2. I feel like consist- consistently they're the ones having the, the best matches um, every night. They're featured in the in the main event, so the, the Junior Tag Champs. Um, so they're my MVPs of the Junior Tag League. But like you mentioned, there's a lot of other great teams. I mean, like you mentioned, Leo Rush and Yo have been great as well. It's also um, Ace Austin and Chris, Chris Bay. Pretty much all the teams that are 4-1 and one in the Junior Tag League have been really good, but for me, Catch Two Two is a, is a, little, a step ahead of of those guys um, all together. Um, and then for the the World Tag League, I agree with you. My M- MVP overall would be um, Aussie Open. Um, they're the team that I feel like this whole tournament is just built around. They're having good matches, um, and they're getting that that strong push right now. Um, yeah, you mentioned Bishamon. Yeah, they're they're another solid team um, as well as um, Nigel and Tanada. But yeah, I feel like overall, um, Aussie Open. It's it's all about the United Empire in both leagues. It is. I mean, you got two of them in World Tag. You know, you got the Junior Tag champs in there, but the, it's just hard to pick one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next question from uh, a night two hundred eight. He says, "What is your guess for what the finals will be? He, I think it'll be." Bull Club versus Catch 2-2 in the Super Junior Tag League and Bishamon versus Aussie Open in the World Tag League. Ooh. So, I, I for also World Tag so World Tag League, I do agree with the Aussie Open part. Bishamon, I, I can see, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably say LIJ. Mm. What about for uh, Juniors? Oh, juniors. Uh, Cash 22, I don't see them in the finals because we're the champs. Because if, if they lose, they got to literally defend them at Wrestle Kingdom. I do see Bullet Club in there. If it's not LIJ, like Babushi and Teton, I could see Chaos. That's the other I was thinking of. Rush and Yo in there. Yeah. Um, for me, so World Tag League, yeah, I think it's going to be. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think it's going to be Aussie Open. Actually, no, I think it's going to be Aussie Open in a TMDK. Um, that's going to be the finals. Uh, I think Naito and Sonata, that, that Bishamon loss, I think it's going to keep them out of the finals. So I think we'll get the, that Aussie Open TMDK match. Um, and then on the junior side of things, yeah, I think it's going to be Bullet Club and Leo Rush and Yo. So Leo and Yo has, have already beaten Bullet Club. So if they do that finals, you, you give a chance for Bullet Club to uh, get the win back. And then um, Bullet Club um, gets into the, the title match. And then Leo and Yo can say, hey, we beat you guys earlier in the tournament. We should get in the title match too. And then you have Bushi and Teton that beat the champ. So you can get your, your four-way title match uh, that way. I can see. I wouldn't disagree. It's. A lot of good teams, just hard to pick them. Yeah, so uh, now let's take a look at the the schedule for the shows um, that are coming up um, this next week. Um, So on November 30th, uh, 
action will pick back up with night eight of the tour, which will be a World Tag League night. We'll have uh, Coglin and Gabriel Kidd against uh, Balak Folly and Chase, Archer and Suzuki versus Aaron Hanara and Great Okan, Aussie Open versus Evil Yujiro, TMDK versus Sonata and Naito, and Bishamon against the Bebop tag team of Tanahashi and Toro Yano. Um, then on night nine, December second, we have um, both nights, both tournaments featured. So we'll have Kevin Knight and Gashida versus Doki and Kanamaru, Bebop tag team versus Gabriel Kidd and Alex Coglin, uh, Leo Rush and Yo versus Dick Togo and Sho, Hanari and Okan versus Yujiro and Evil, Flying Tiger versus Chris Bay and Ace Austin, TMDK versus Archer and Suzuki, L Lindeman versus Zane, or excuse me, L Lindeman and Zane versus Teton and Bushi. Uh, Bishamon versus Chase and Fale, Wild Hips versus Catch 2 2. And the main event will be Sonata and Naito versus Aussie Open. And then um, night 10, December 3rd, uh, World Tag League night, we'll have uh, Gabe Kidd and Coglin versus Aussie Open, TMDK versus uh, Chase and Fale, Bishamon versus Hanare and Okan, Archer and Suzuki versus uh, Yujiro and Evil, and then the Bebop Tag Team versus Sonata and Naito. Uh, night 11, December 4th, will be a junior tag league night. We'll have uh, Kevin Knight and Kushida versus uh, Chris uh, Chris Bay and Ace Austin. Wild Hips versus Flying Tiger. Teton and Bushi versus Dick Togo and Sho. Uh, Leo Rush and Yo versus Lindemann and Zane. And then Catch 2-2 versus Doki and uh, Kanemaru. And then uh, night 12, December 5th. Uh, World Tag League night. We got Gabe Kidd and Coglin versus Sudro and Evil, Hanare and Okan versus Aussie Open, Sonata and Naito versus uh, Chase and Fale, Bishamon versus Archer and Suzuki, and then the Bebop Tag Team versus TMDK. Uh, Ethan, are there, are there any uh, matches that uh, in particular stand out to you that you're really looking forward to for next week? Ooh, let's see. So for night eight, I can. Us, uh, sorry, Sukun United Empire sounds good. The Team DK now, like Jay Mash sounds good. Night nine. Oh, that's both. That's both nights. So Super Junior Tag League, the night Kushida and Suzuki Goon Mash looks interesting. Uh, the Flying Tires Not Bullet Club one sounds good. And then. For, same with LAJ and uh, Sauce Hearts. And then for World Tag League, LAJ and Aussie Open. And Team DK and Suzuki Goon. Oh, and I missed a few there. And for Night 10, uh, Kid and Coglin and Aussie Open sounds really good. Uh, and Bebop Tag Team against LAJ. Night 11, pretty much all of the Super Junior Tag League matches, except for hips and flying tigers and then for night 12 the battle of the united empire sounds really good and fish against suzuki Goon. yeah and definitely going to be looking towards uh yeah night 12 when we have yeah united empire clash i think it's the first time that we're, we've ever seen uh any of the united empire guys face off against against each other so it's going to be interesting to see what that dynamic is going to be like so yeah definitely uh uh, Hanari and Okan versus Aussie Open will be um, one to to look out for. Um, I, I think on night eleven, Leo Rush and Yo versus uh, Lindemann and Zane uh, will probably be a standout match there. Um, night ten, um, 
I agree with you. I think Kid and Coglin versus Aussie Open um, is going to be uh, a really fun matchup. Also, um, Bishamon versus um, Hanare and Okan. Um, Night Nine, um, Lindemann and Zayn versus Teton and Bushi um, should be a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, the main event's pretty big with um, LIJ versus Aussie Open. Um, uh, that's a very important matchup there um, for, for tiebreakers and, and points um, in, in that tournament. So that should be um, a fun one um, to, to uh, stay tuned to. Um, night eight. Um, let's see here. Probably um, Suzuki Goon, Archer and Suzuki versus uh, Hanare and Okan. That or either a TMDK versus uh, Naito and Sonata will probably be the standouts uh, from that night. Keep yeah, that. That's most of them. good. The um, Super Junior Tag League night. Which night was that? I seen night eleven. All of them, I'm looking for is just for the while it's fine to end the house of torture LAJ one. Yeah. But they might but they might prove me wrong. <laughs> All right, let's uh jump into this past week's uh New Japan Strong. So we had the the final night of the the New Japan showdown tour that they've been doing. Uh show opened up. We had Aussie Open uh defeating Greg Sharp and Jacob Austin Young. Five minutes fifty one seconds. Uh, Rock hard. Juice Robinson defeated Jake something. Uh, Ten minutes and forty four seconds. And then uh, Switchblade Jay White. He defeats Fred Rosser. Nineteen minutes and twenty two seconds. It was a big uh, champion versus champion main event. So Ethan, what do you think about uh, this past week's strong? Uh, the, the last episode of the uh, strong for the new showdown tour was actually pretty good. I did like the champion versus champ match. Uh, the Juice and Jake some match was pretty good. I like the um, thirty after match with Blake Christian went after uh, Juice after their match for next week. Uh, Aussie Open's match was pretty much a squash, and then the main event where that one I probably said I was matching the night out of the three matches, and I like the post match where White said since I beat him, I was gonna get a title match, but he said not to. Then he. Tricked us about Tom Lawler. It's that Jared Kratos comes out and lays him out. Set up their title match for the tour next tour. Yeah, yeah. Jay was saying yeah he owes a favor to to Tom Lawler and says that uh, Tom requested something of him for the next challenger and yeah he ends up being uh, Jared Kratos uh, from Team Filthy. So yeah he's gonna get the the next uh, title match on the the next tour. Um, yeah, the Juice Jake something match was fun, like you mentioned. Yeah, there was that post match angle. Yeah, Blake Christian comes out and attacks Juice, and that sets up a match uh, for the the next tour. And then Aussie Open, like you mentioned, pretty much a quick squash on Greg Sharp and Jacob Austin Young, who are two guys who have been featured on the last couple of strong tapings. Um, but this is clearly to get you know some heat back for Aussie Open after losing the strong tag team titles. So getting them strong again and uh, potentially. Um, getting them in line for a, a strong tag team title match in the future. Yeah, it could, I can see Aussie Young getting a rematch for their uh, Stronger Boy tag team match. Uh, the Stronger Boy title match, I've been, I've, I've been a fan of Kratos. I can't wait for that match to happen. And then we'll get Rob Juice and Blake. I think that was the only match they said for next week, I believe, was the only match they said. 
Yeah, um, yeah, the Jay and Fred match um, was really good, but I think the one thing, the interesting thing to me, which I expected, was just you know, obviously Jay was more over in the match than Fred, and you know, last week we were talking about you know, uh, Fred is calling himself the People's Champ, but you know, he gave himself that name, and in this match, um, Jay White, the heel, was you know, getting cheered more than him. People were chanting, "Thank you, Jay." This is Jay's house, and you know, big Jay White chants, and so. It seemed like the crowd was more into the Jay and kind of and wanted Jay to win, which he did. He did win, um, which in a way, obviously, I think the IWGP champ should beat the strong champ pretty much any day. But um, it, it it does kind of make it the new the strong champ and strong feel a little bit lower um, than the overall proper New Japan, which I think you want to try and elevate strong. So. I don't know if this was the best timing to do this match or if it would have been better in some kind of tag situation. Um, but overall, it, it was a pretty good main event. Yeah, I li- I did like the main event. And like you said, I think it was a little too early. I mean, like, I, when they made the match, I figured Jayway wasn't losing because, I mean, that's he's like the high, the main title where Strong which title was just debuted last year. It kind of reminds me of, those Survivor Series matches there where they get the WWE champion against the Universal champion or the world champion. It, it just wasn't the right time. I think maybe like down the line or if he wasn't the if roster wasn't the strong weight champ, maybe, but I think it was just too soon, but it was still a good match though. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we set things up. Yeah. We got, um, roster defending against, uh, J.R. Kratos next. And so, We'll see what is next for Jay White on the road to Wrestle Kingdom and, and building up this uh, match with Kazuchika Okada. Um, so let's jump into the news now. So the Never Openweight Championship will be defended on the final night of the World Tag League and Super Junior Tag League tournaments. Uh, Carl Anderson posted on social media, media last Tuesday saying that he will defend his title on the December 14th show from the Sendai Sun Plaza Hall in Miyagi, Japan. And uh, New Japan confirmed that last Wednesday, saying that Anderson's challenger will be Hikaleo. Um, so, uh, finally getting that never title match. Finally. <laughs> but, uh, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, did, it's glad they had... Finally, defend the title after that first defense against Tanahashi, which was shockingly bad. Mochi Tanahashi can bring anybody to a, at least a, a good match, but ooh, I don't know about that last title match. Oh my god! Yeah, that that was a pretty rough matchup, and yeah, I'm glad we're, we're finally getting the defense here after you know months of speculation on what's going on and. I'm actually I'm glad too that it's not happening at Wrestle Kingdom, and we're, we don't have to waste a, a Tokyo Dome match on Carl Anderson. Um, so yeah, glad it's happening here at the Tag League Finals, and Hikaleo can get his big win, um, and then we can uh, move on to uh, better things. Yeah, and then uh, just to add on to the speaking of the finals, there they added a six man tag as well with Okada and White at each corner. Oh, it's a it's a uh, it's a six man, right? Yeah, it's him. It's Okado, Tong, Tamatong, and Wado against White, Ishimori, and Ghetto. Yeah, so that'll be one of the last matches um, building up for the the 
Jay White Okada match. Also, they're building up that junior match. We're having Iwato and Ishimori in there. Yeah, it's pretty much a big preview just for the junior and world title matches. Yeah. Um, then other news, um, a second Wrestle Kingdom event has been announced. Um, NJPW announced uh, this past Thursday morning that a second show will be held January 21st at the Yokohama Arena. If we remember last year, uh, Night 3 of Wrestle Kingdom was also at Yokohama, and that was the, the, the Noah versus New Japan show. And, you know, there's rumors going around that this show will be um, potentially Forbidden Door 2 with AEW versus New Japan. Um, some AEW guys will be in Japan around that time, uh, Darby and Sting. Um, so it's possible that um, AEW is going to do a Forbidden Door 2 with New Japan on this show. Uh, Dynamite that week is um, somewhere in California, so that's going to be would be an easy flight for them to fly over. Uh, from Wednesday to get over there in time um, for the the twenty first things uh, Saturday I think um, to to do this uh, potential Forbidden Door two. What do you think about that? I can see that. Uh, well, I mean, we're already getting Omega, playing Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom. We're getting FTR defend the tag titles against whoever wins World Tag League. It's just, but I can see them doing a Forbidden two Forbidden Door number two at Yokohama Arena. But I also seen they were gonna they were a rumor of doing the same thing as this year with him, with New Japan and Pro Wrestling Noah. I kind of hope they don't. I kind of prefer they did AEW again. Yeah, I feel like the whole the Noah thing has kind of lost its steam. I feel like it was going going into the beginning of last year, or excuse me, beginning of this year. Um, Noah had picked up a lot of popularity. There were a lot of fans that were really digging what Noah was doing, but. I feel like they've lost a, a ton of steam this year. Um, and I, I think the bigger show to do would be to do the, the AEW show. So hopefully that is the case. And we'll keep you posted if we hear anything more um, before that is officially announced. Um, in other news, uh, New Japan um, announced last Monday that the, the final KPW 22 match will take place at uh, Takataichi's joint 50th anniversary event on NJPW World Pay-Per-View on Monday, December 19th. Shingo Takagi will defend the title against Taichi uh, in a match of a stipulation yet to be announced on the undercards. They have been teasing uh, potentially some kind of no count out or maybe a last man standing or some kind of no DQ. There's been a lot of like Countouts and DQ finishes on on the undercard, so it'll be something revolving around that. But yeah, to your question earlier, yeah, this is the uh, the official last KLPW match. So the the winner of this uh, match will be the uh, official KLPW for twenty twenty two. Oh, I like I like their both matches, but I can't see him not stinking up the joint with the third one. A little surprising they are doing their last KOPW on the Taka Taichi joint show. I thought they maybe ended at the the Tokyo Dome, but I mean, I'll take it. I can't. These two don't have bad matches. Maybe they'll do another count pinfall match again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, these guys work great together, and I'm assuming it'll it'll be the main event uh, for this show. So. They'll get plenty of time. Um, So, yeah, it should end up being a, a great matchup. 
then uh, New Japan and Stardom Historic Crossover is now available on NJPW World and Stardom World in both Japanese and English. So if you haven't seen that yet, you can now watch that uh, with your subscription to either one of those services. Uh, Rapungi Vice uh, will be teaming up. Our good friend Rocky Romero and uh, Trent Beretta will be at the December 11th Nemesis uh, Strong tapings. Uh, we've had several names announced for the 2023 Fantastica Mania Tour. So that's the tour that uh, CMLL does with uh, New Japan. So we'll have Mystico, Bulladore Jr., Teton, Soberano Jr., Dulce Gardenia, Ray Cometa. Ultimo Guerrero, Hechichero, Atlantis Jr., Templario, Barrio Cavanario, Okamura, Magia Blanca, Suicida, and El Hio del Vellano 3 as uh, names announced for that tour. So that should be uh, pretty fun. Glad to have Fantastica Mania back on the schedule for next year, COVID. Uh, had stopped that tour uh, the last couple of years, so glad it's back. I'm glad we're getting a lot of these uh, top CMLL guys um, back in Japan. Oh, I can't wait for the tour. It's been a long time. I, I, that was my favorite tours of the last few years. Well, I mean, because of COVID, damn it, haven't, but I'm excited for them to come back. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah has confirmed that uh, Muta will be teaming up with Sting and Darby Allin. In his retirement match on Sunday, January 22nd, 2023, uh, their opponents have yet to be announced. Um, then Kenta has a lot of uh, outside matches coming up. Um, so first of all, he's going to be reuniting with uh, Mayor Fuji to face Segura and Kojima for the GHC Tag Team titles on January 1st. That's the same show that's going to have uh, Muta versus uh, Nakamura. Then Kenta will be going to Wrestling Revolver on December 3rd to face Speedball Mike Bailey at their season finale show. Uh, then he will face off against Loki at House of Glory Revelations on December 17th. Uh, Switchblade Jay White will be going over to IWS to face off against a young up-and-comer Zach Patterson on December 3rd at the IWS season beating show. Um, and then there will be a special event that will be held on December 28th at Sumo Hall in the memory of the late Antonio Inoki, former UFC champion Josh Barnett, and former Bellator champion Rafael Lovato Jr. will be in action at that special event. Um, then we have a one question here, and we'll wrap things up. So a question here from uh, Wiz Factor says, it looks like, Yuya Uemura is now hashtag all impact as a part of the next phase in his excursion. What do you think is Yuya's ceiling as a full-time member of the impact roster? Is a title shot against Josh Alexander in the cards? Will Yuya be more over with the impact fan base than that green Hornet knockoff from 10 years ago? (laughs) Uh, okay, that was I forgot about that Greenhorn knockoff gimmick from Okada from ten years ago. Yeah, the uh, Okato, whatever they're doing. <laughs> I try to forget that. Uh, <laughs> so the first part, excursion. I think his he. I guess well, he's been in the exhibition lately. I could see him winning the exhibition title before challenging for the world title, the Impact World Title. But I think he, 
I say exhibition for right now, and then maybe in the world title pitcher soon. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of great work um, in the X Division. I saw a promo of him and uh, Delirious from uh, formerly of Ring of Honor, so he might be doing some tag team stuff as well. Um, but yeah, I think Impact is a good place for him to be right now, a good place for him to get some experience and work on a lot of uh, very experienced and, and talented guys. So yeah, I think he could definitely be a standout in the X Division like you, you mentioned um, I, I could see him getting a, a title shot with Josh Alexander um, some point in the future. Um, and Impact, they are they are handling his push um, way better than they handled um, Okada uh, back in the day with, with the, the Okado gimmick when he was uh, with Samoa Joe. So I, I don't think we have to worry <laughs> with any issues in the handling of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm uh, hopeful for Umora's future. I, I think he has the potential to be a future ace of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and, and I think this Impact excursion is going to help him out. Yeah, I do too. I, uh, for the title shot, I think he is in the cards. Yes, I do. Uh, and he'll be m- way more over than the knockoff. Nice. Well, that's it for the questions. Uh, recommended match of the week. We're going to hold that off for this week. And uh, next week when Josh comes back, we will talk about um, our picks uh, from last week. Uh, so, Ethan, uh, thanks so much, man, for uh, coming in and filling in for Josh this week and uh, talking through uh, World Tag League, Super Junior Tag League. Um, go ahead and tell our listeners um, where they can find you online and go ahead and get any other plugs in. All right. Well, no problem for being on the show. He's a big fan of the show. Always an honor. If you ever need him, don't be afraid to message me. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at wrestling underscore fan underscore nine you can follow me on my wrestling site wrestling with ethan.worldpress.com follow me on pw mania as well i where i covered w raw nxt dark dark elevation uh new japan uh all japan results dragon gate stardom results follow me on pro wrestling posts where i cover nwa and impact and i also do classic reviews of all japan pro wrestling and ecw Nice. So yeah, go ahead and check Ethan out. Um, you know, you're, you're a wrestling fan uh, nine on Twitter. We, we got to know, or is there a wrestling fan one through eight? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're not the dark order here, Jeremy. Are, 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 you, are you doing some kind of lucha gimmick? <laughs> uh, no. uh, Canadian lucha. Let's go with that. <laughs> you, so you're, you're uh, El Generico. <laughs> I've been told that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Ethan, yeah, thanks again for uh, coming on the show. Make sure you guys uh, check him out and all the great work that he's doing um, on- online there for all those uh, wrestling results and recaps. Uh, so next week, um, Josh will be back on the show and we'll go over um, the upcoming World Tag League and Super Junior Tag League nights. And I think we'll probably give predictions for the finals at that time as well. So if you enjoyed today's show, please consider making a donation by visiting socialsuplex.com slash donate and click on the donate button under the Keeping It Strong Style logo. Make sure you connect with us on social media. On Twitter, the show is at KI Strong Style. You can follow me at Jeremy L. Donovan. Follow the network at Social Suplex. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash social suplex. Join us in the Wrestling Square Circle group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash wrestling square circle. On Instagram, we're at Social Suplex. On Reddit, I'm the pro black guy. Josh is keeping a strong style. 
You can email me, Jeremy, at socialsuplex.com. Check out all the other shows that we have here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. One Extra Radio, hosted by Rich Latta and James Boyd. The Grave Consequences, hosted by Caleb and Maserati. All Things Elite, hosted by Floyd and Austin. The AW Match Guy, hosted by Sir Sam. And the Great Match Generator, hosted by Danny Kukler. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review. We'll catch you next week on Keeping a Strong Style, the ace of podcasts. Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style. We'll see you next time. See you next time.